They say, show me your butt cheeks. <laughs> You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. The value. The Bowl After Bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. Uh, I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. Well, I've often thought that he maybe is a little autistic. Oh, the bowl after bowl guy? He totally knew I was stoned. Stop me, beautiful! Maybe he was high on the hashish. Shh, come on, boy. Are you kidding right now? All that you gotta do is just ask them questions and listen to what they have to say and shit. That's what friends are for, Bowler. Yeah, Bowler, that's what friends are for. Asking you questions and listening to what you have to say and shit. Each and every Tuesday night. If you're not feeling all right, well, you know there's somewhere you can turn. That's the bowl. Coming to you live from stream.bowlafterbowl.com and the Mighty No Agenda stream. Each and every Tuesday evening, such as this. This one happens to fall on December 5th, 2023. But don't make no difference to me. I'm still Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I am Dame DeLorean. And you're in the bowl. Thank you for being here. Oh, that makes you a bowler. That's right. By whether, default. Whether you're listening to this live on a Tuesday night or later on a Wednesday morning or whenever the hell you listen to this thing. Maybe years down the line. Yeah, 33 years from now. Hello, future. Hope it's even better where you're at. But it's pretty damn good where I'm at, I would say. It's pretty damn good. This is uh, episode 286, by the way. And I just noticed my dry erase calendar still has uh, episode 200 circled because I do not update my calendar. Oh, wow. I am so bad at keeping the calendar up to date. Well, at least you have a good, reliable calendar for next year. That's right. I think that this one just has the proper motivation. You know, I've tailored it to my actual uh, needs. Talking, of course, about the Lorian 2024 calendar. I have, over the years, accumulated several thousand different pictures of you in uh, various states of undress. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to put them into a calendar. And well, I damn, I, I did it, damn it. And uh, it turned out so fanciful, so fancy, fancy, that we decided to do a calendar giveaway for December. Yeah. For the bowlers. To do something exciting and new for a change. Because <laughs> we've never done anything new and certainly not anything exciting here oh, on this whatever. show. So I just wanted to do something different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a giveaway for the season of giving. A giveaway for the season of giving. That's right. Uh, so here's how it's going to work. Throughout the month of December from uh, right now all the way up to the bowl preceding Christmas. 
the bowl preceding Christmas, that would make that one uh, the 19th. Yes? I'm pulling up my calendar. Looks like December 19th because the 25th yep. is a Monday. A Mundi. Mundi. Uh, Santa will be scheming and hogging and all kinds of stuff. Uh, yes. December 19th. So at the end of show, December 19th, we will uh, do a little draw ring. And all you got to do to get yourself in that draw ring is make a boost a gram or a PayPal donation of any amount and just include the message in your note uh, either way of calendar contest entry so that we know you want in. Suggested, uh, suggested boost level? Like uh, four bucks 20? This yeah. is no slouch of a calendar. It's a foot by foot square calendar. Professionally printed. Uh, in fact, I ordered two more because Mary Kate oh. Ultra had that, that coupon, you know? Yeah. And so I decided I wanted to put some more dates on the actual calendar date part, like printed on dates, the important ones, you know? You know. So I added uh, all our birthdays on there, both our anniversaries. Nice. And because, uh, you know, we celebrate the day we met as the real one or the, I guess, not the real one because it's all real, right? Mm, what is real? We were pondering this in the <laughs> chat earlier. If you're not over in the Bull After Bull chat, well, you must have learned nothing from our uh, Bulls with Buds with Void Zero. You want to be in the IRC chat. It'll make your life better. Make traffic bearable. Improve your outlook significantly. So wait, you're using two calendars? Uh, so no. No, no, no. Okay. I ordered two more. You wrote the dates in yours, is what you were saying. Our anniversary, the one that we met, this so, is yes. what I consider our true anniversary. The more important one. The emphasized <laughs> one. The one with bigger number, too, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then our actual government uh, ceremony, the which was still 311, which is kind of significant. An inside job, for sure. Because we know, yes. Bush did 311. <laughs> uh, anyway, I ordered two more, but I had those dates actually printed on the squares. You oh, see what I'm saying? Cool. I had them. I had them added professionally. Nice. So no, I won't have to write them. I'll just have to wait for the other two to arrive. And hell, maybe we even pull a second one out of our ass at the end oh. for a double for a double winner. I don't know. It depends on how many people get in. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I want to write down everyone's names and do a physical drawing. You got out it. Of a hat. You got it. Okay. That seems more magical and more fair. And we can take a video too to prove that it, it was real and not rigged. And that the votes didn't get stacked in at 3 a.m. or whatever. There you go. <laughs> you can uh, draw the names out of a hat in, a, in that new red <laughs> latex baby baby thing that arrived. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then everybody will know it's legit. The calendar itself, I guess, uh, content warning does contain nudity. Yeah, and that's varieties. why we have the mention in a boostagram because we understand there's people out there that don't want a naked Lorian ca calendar. Or don't want <laughs> to uh, give an address to a contest, or maybe a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So it's opt-in, not uh, any other way. You're not in by default. But yeah, just uh, mention calendar contest in the boost. I do have a link, like a share link to the thing, and I'll have it in the show notes too because, you know, you just want to make sure, well, I guess what you're getting into. Mm, yeah, I'll write a special note in it, too. And full disclosure, we, we got no fucking partnership or anything 
with this company. It just happened to turn out good enough. And I had an extra one that it seemed like a good idea to give a fun little like value contest to the bowlers. And I got more on the way so, because, uh, yeah, like I said, our gal hooked us up with a coupon. So what am I saying else? I wanted to mention, yeah, like retail value, full retail value, 50 bucks. But I came in with a, a sweet special offer coupon, so I didn't pay the full price. But, you know, full retail value, it's a, it's a real deal calendar. So, so, so just value for value entries. I will be accepted as long as you say the magic words. That's all. How big is that thing? Like 12 by 12? That's right. Yep. 12 by 12, a foot square, uh, which when you hold it, is, it's bigger than I was picturing. Even though I know what a foot is, you know, it just, uh, after Tylen Pop's basement, I know I have an in- intimate understanding of what a foot square looks like and mm-hmm. feels like in my hands. But I don't know. I just wasn't thinking about it, you know, but now I got it and uh, you could have it too, Bowler. Yeah, I thought you did a great job on it. Minimal tweakage for me too. I, uh, there was one set of photos that I had you swap out. I had you add in my, um. Behind the schemes tea. That's right. You picture. wanted a behind the scheme shot in there which, in the October month, which makes it look great. Yeah. Uh, there was two Bride of Frankenstein ones in there, and so we, you switched <laughs> one of those out for a behind the schemes. Yeah, really more of a uh, housewife of Frankenstein's, but you know. <laughs> sure. Whatever you like. Domestic Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. There is, I think, technically one butthole throughout the calendar. In February. Although if you use your imagination, you can probably see them in more places. There's a lot of shadows and tricks, you know? I even make a cameo in May. That's right. How about that? All of you. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. Now and next bowl, and then the bowl after at the end is the drawing on the 19th. Save it to the very end. Yeah, and that way, winner or winners will get their calendar and be able to use it on the first of the new year, hopefully. I did already get an inquiry about it, uh, so we do have one entrant already. Yay! From earlier, which is great. So, Are you going to name them or tell me later? I will in the uh, thank you segment. Okay, all right. But I got some other things to catch up with first, including, I guess, the night after we left off last time, we went to the old Beers with Bitcoiners, which is a fantastic time. It actually was sparsely attended. Which is interesting because, you know, number going up right now. Yes. And usually when number go up, people come to meetups because there's like <laughs> this renewed interest in just talking about Burt Kern and all of its uh, glory and uh, whatever number it's at right now. I don't know. Above 40K, I think is what I saw everybody tweeting about. Losing their minds, et cetera, you know, as you would. Uh, we had such a grand time, though. It was just four of us. And one of us was kind of a uh, cheap suit wearing blockchain guy. You know what I'm talking about, bowlers. A shit coiner? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, his heart and soul was in Bitcoin. Oh, his words? This is what uh, those kind of guys will say to you. Mm. You know, my heart and soul is in Bitcoin. I'm a real believer in Bitcoin. But! And then, you know, from there. <laughs> so what I mean, a typical hype chaser. You get hype chasers in the scene, right? And they're of looking course. for like the next big thing by by tracking like the second, third, and fourth place right now thing. You know, mm. when uh, there's just been one big thing the whole time, and that's the pretty orange coin. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. 
Um, and then he left, and then the party then really he, began. Then he left. It was really <laughs> got rowdy. Uh, Robert was one of them, who's like one of the inner circle hardcore dedicateds. Yeah. I would I would say is fair to say the no strudel dev. He developed no strudel all by himself and continues to do so as just a hobby curiosity project. And it's in my opinion, it's currently the best Noster web experience. Uh, for one, it has a friendly interface. For two, it actually tells you what the fuck is going on, which is kind of actually pretty rare in a Noster client. Mm. I don't know if anybody's tried out some Noster and maybe had some frustrations, but if you have, maybe just give a whirl, test out No Strudel. You can uh, find it at nostrudel.ninja, N-O-S-T-R-U-D-E-L. Like I don't have a strudel, no strudel, dot ninja. Uh, and yeah. You will find me uh, <laughs> tooting or tweeting or noting or posting, whatever the fuck you call it over there, about uh, the show every week. And that's pretty much it. You get a lot of zaps? Mm, every once in a while. Zip, zap, zap? Josh Dennis hits it up. That's about it. Mm. As far as zappage goes. Mainly just him. I'm sure there's some others, but mainly just him. Um, so that was a great time. I got this. I found... Uh, Next to the pickleball court, I found a pickleball paddle, and I thought, I don't know, it might make a fun sound. Yeah. So I brought it home. But Give us I a had, better hit for the hitter in my umbral. I was getting a little lit. And yeah, the hitter needs like a slap sound. So I thought, mm, maybe this would be better than the slap sound we got by a little bit. I don't know. I haven't put that much time into it, all of 15 minutes, but finding that pew.mp3 is oh, giving me a challenge. Well, I've, I've got some news for you. I did actually already find it. There's, what? I found two different paths where it's at. But then I tried to SCP it in there. And because everything's Dockerized, SCP is a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. But uh, Dan said just to curl it in. Okay. I don't know what that means, but cool. Curl is a command where you can download something via a, a, a web link. So like an HTTPS link. Okay. And you can just curl that into the destination folder and it'll overwrite the one that's in there and then everything will be cool. Sweet. Let's do this in the post show. You do a lot of things in the post show. Ew. Stick around in the post show. We usually do. I told the fellas, I'll turn my wife's ass pink with this tonight, but you know, it's one of those things still on the to-do list. Was that last Wednesday that you said that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I turned my palm pink with it. I said, well, that makes a great sound. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it's on the to-do list. We'll get to it. You know how yeah. it goes. Uh, you also know how the uh, aerial silks go. Oh, yeah. Our oldest had her first aerial silks class, which she has been asking for for a long time. Uh, but the school I was looking at doesn't take students until they're six years old. And then, you know, I just kind of forgot about it. But she's six now. So we got her in there on a Saturday morning. And first we showed up to the wrong location because they moved. And then we were so early, we thought, well, let's get some coffee in this uh, Kansas downtown area. And lo and behold, the class was right next to the coffee shop that we decided to go to. So that was perfect. And she had a blast. The four-year-old, however, was totally ass-blasted that she could not take part in the class to the extent of which, when we were people watching, she told me that she hates dogs, <laughs> which is just a horrible thing 
<laughs> for a four-year-old to say, she and totally so, not true. She was so mad. Then we went to a playground, because it's an hour-long class, so I took her and John and Sam to a playground, and things were a little wet, and she landed on her butt in a puddle and was very upset about that, and it was just no bueno for her, but when she calmed down, I was so proud of her because she came up to me and mom, it was like, Mom, I don't really hate dogs. I was just mad that I couldn't do the class with Rayla. <laughs> and I said, I know. Thanks for explaining that, though. Like That's pretty mature of a four-year-old to be able to recognize that. So now we joke about it. But I found another aerial silk school that will take kids as young as three. And they have a trial Thursday. So I asked you, Spence, if you would take them. And then it's looking like a go. And they are both excited. Mm-hmm. And that's what time? 6.15. Pretty dangerous. Uh, 6.15 to 7.15. Oh, if I need, if I'm struggle bussing with homegrown hits, I'll just call Fletcher. <laughs> How about that? He's your, he's your backup dong of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he helped me. So last Thursday, I had a big issue moving over to my permanent computer for homegrown hits or what I hope to be the permanent setup. And all of my routing was fucked with the roadcaster. Mm-hmm. I just mean totally F-U-C-K-E-D. Nothing was working. I even did sound checks before the show started to make sure that the DMU DJs on the other end of the clean feed could hear the vocal mails. And when I went to play them, it wasn't working and the settings had not changed. It was just a mess. Yeah, usually uh, set it and forget it applies for like between the weeks, not like 10 minutes later. (laughs) Like I should be able to set it and forget it for 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But hey, I don't know. And so, anyway, Friday, Fletcher was kind enough to get on a call with me and figure out most everything. It's looking pretty good now. At first, Queen Feed was horrific, though. It took us forever, well, not forever, but, you know, a couple minutes to troubleshoot why everything was bouncing back, even though the mix minus was set properly on the roadcaster. Oh, and I learned a fun thing. If the roadcaster is plugged into my CPU with the USB-C and I turn my computer off, my computer will not turn back on as long as the roadcaster is plugged in through the USB-C. It's connected there. If I unplug that USB-C, the computer turns right on. It's like it's waiting for that to be unplugged to turn on. I don't think I even had to touch the button again. It was the weirdest thing. And that's whether the unit's on or off? That, yeah, the unit was off. Huh? That's wild. It was so weird. So weird, but I, you know, for all of its quirks, I'm going to stick with the mark of the unicorn for this particular production. I know. I just really want to use the roadcaster on everything because I like those fun vocal filters and I like having my own ISO buttons, but here we are. So if you, uh, <laughs> get either a XLR out or a, uh, quarter inch out of the roadcaster, I'll plug it into the mark. Okay. Cause you can still control my overall volume from over there. Mm-hmm. And or I can just let you do it from there or we can yeah. kind of combo it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. But, 
As for me and my ass, I'm going to use the... I played with compression, the de-esser. I learned a lot of shit Friday. That's cool. It was cool. It was like audio tech 101. So thanks, Fletcher. What a dude. Thank you, Fletch. We love you, Fletcher. A very valuable bowler and bud. No doubt. Uh, Sam turned one over the weekend. That was good. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So Saturday morning started off with the aerial silks, and then we went up to Pop's house and had a feast. Steak, burgers, hot dogs, all sorts of sides, salad, mac and freaking cheese, all the good stuff. And Sam got to pig out with his four teeth. And I was going to make cupcakes, but finally ran into rotten eggs. What? What? Yeah, from our chickens. Like uh-huh. they just, I guess that. I maybe stacked the older eggs to the bottom. Yeah. And then whoopsie. We also kind of slowed way down on eating eggs too. We did. But the, I don't know if it was subconsciously because the chicken stopped laying. We also yeah, stopped eating them. They are. That was kind of dumb. Done for the winter. That sucks. Yeah. They're pretty much ready. And so we. And when they start up in the spring, it probably will be intermittent because they're already. They'll be on their third year of life then, which is old for mm-hmm. hens. That's old for hens. Time to grind them up and feed them to the dogs. Maybe. I mean, why am I even feeding them now? They're not laying for me. They'll lay. They'll lay come (laughs) spring. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a rough rough patch for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, so then we um, just skipped the cupcakes, which was fine because I'm not really a cake fan anyway, and made brownies from scratch with just olive oil. And it was phenomenal. And Sam really enjoyed it. And that's the guy that mattered because he turned one. And I can't believe he's already won. I flew by. It did. I still feel feel like it's like, oh, hey, Spence delivered the baby this time. I'm still like right there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that hanging out of you? (laughs) (laughs) It was all alarming in the best way. Not really, though. Yeah. He was so close to one of those uh, sack babies. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. When there's the, a term for that. Yeah, like the amniotic fluid sac doesn't break, and yeah. they're born. Born in the bag. Born in the bag, yeah. Bubble babies or something. Yeah, and you can just hold the bag, and it's like they're perfectly peaceful, just chilling, sleeping there. That's so cool. Babies are crazy. Uh, The other crazy thing I have to announce is we have an upcoming Bulls with Buds this Friday evening. Yeah, we do. We're going to be talking once again to Micah Rock and Roll, but he has some uh, exciting news. His new comic book, Orange Flavor, is launching. Yeah. Which is a kind of a whimsical, crazy little uh, little comic book. It's kind of a variety show type comic book with a bunch of different uh, stories and um, illustrations in it that he's done himself. Yeah, and there's tons of Easter eggs on the cover. Fun little Easter eggs on the cover. Little bowl after bowl there on the ice machine. Really got to love it. And uh, yeah, that goes uh, on sale, fully available tomorrow, December 6th. So uh, hopefully he can sneak us a copy before we sit down on Friday. But if not, uh, we still have some nice preview images, some things he sent me over time. And this is looking like a lot of fun. If you want to see a preview, orangeflavor.fun is the website. You can check it out. Orangeflavor.fun. There's a little store on there, which opens uh, tomorrow. Opens tomorrow. So you're going to want to get in there. 
and check it out. Is there something before the orange flavor in the web address? Because that did not come up for uh, me. A triple W, but it should redirect. Mm. Orange flavor? I had to put the www in to get there. Huh, okay. www.orangeflavor.fun. Because that's fun. <laughs> www. You gotta put the W's. The World Wide Web, damn it. <laughs> Slash HTML. <laughs> Uh, yes. That's the one you want. I'm really excited about it. It's, it seems like a great kind of irreverent humor. Right, yes. up, right up our alleys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we get to catch up with him. He's always a really fun guy to talk to, and uh going to hear all about uh, the origin stories of this comic. Orange flavor. Couldn't be more excited. And uh, that kind of catches us up to the current moment, which means I like to say, thank you, bowlers. For keeping this thing on the rails, even though it's always off the rails. Uh, this is a value for value production. So we just kind of put it out there. We do the show each and every Tuesday. We also supplement it here and there with Bulls, with Bud's shows, like the one we're doing with Mike on Friday. Uh, wild calendar contests once in a, in a lifetime. And, you know, whatever else we can think of. Planning meetups here and there. Expanding our tribe. Dropping knowledge bombs or uh, snarky comments or blowing off steam in the IRC. Whatever kind of value we can think to provide. That's what we try to do. All we ask is that you evaluate it. You give it an honest assessment. If you get no value, it's okay. You can move right along. Nobody's holding you hostage. But if you find yourself here week after week, bowl after bowl, maybe that's because you do see some value. And we just ask, did you think about it? Analyze it. Put a number on that value. Send it back in the form of doll hairs or Satoshis. And uh, we like to thank people for their doll hairs up front, which keeps the value cycle going. You had a brilliant way of putting it the other day. What did you say? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was, uh, so it was something about helping out with production. I think the value, we put that value right back into the bowl, I think is what you said. Which yeah, is true. It is true. Which is true. There's like, just uh, so many forms of production. Really, you could boil it all down to the first rule of being a smoker. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. Just It's just manners is all. And uh, we have some good-mannered bowlers that came in since the last show that we'd like to thank. Starting with our buddy Kevin S. Oh, Kevin S. Thank you. Of the uh, coast of California over there. And uh, Central Coast of California, he's coming in with five doll hairs, the monthly stonation. We appreciate that very much. Ooh. Some recurring value. Uh, next up, this is our first calendar contest entry. All right. And that's coming from your man, Fergus33. Oh, Fergus33. Fergus33. Thank you. Much appreciated. And you are in for the Lorian 2024 calendar. Uh... 25 bucks. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, thank you a lot. Uh, also, Guzman of the Midwest. Guzman. Guzman of the Midwest coming in with $5. All right. Thank you. He says in a note, here, take my value. Guzman of the Midwest. Well, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, if you're listening back or you've sent some value in in the past couple shows or in December and uh, you do want in the contest and you didn't say so, you can always email 
show at bullafterbull.com. It goes to both of us, and you can just let us know. It's fine. Yeah, or just message someone on No Agenda Social. This or- is a, it's a very laid-back contest, man. <laughs> yeah, mk.spook.social. The uh, value return in December is just the only real technical requirement. And then let us know. Uh, also letting us know are the bowlers in this new fangled podcasting 2.0 situation that everybody keeps talking about. We love it. And uh, we dance to it. I'm going to do some stats. I've got 40000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome. And uh, the awesome bowlers in the last boost, by the way, they got into this game through many ways. But the best way is you just take off all your clothes and you go to nudepodcastapps.com, filter those apps out by app and then by value. And there you go. You got a list of uh, apps that you can play with. We read the names of the apps uh, we get the boosts from. So that's a good little hint on uh, what bowlers are using. Starting with the outro, Harv Hat always hits us like clockwork when we fade out on a Tuesday night, and last Tuesday was no exception. 1420 sats from your man, Harv Hat. Thank you, Harv Hat. And he boosted from CurioCaster, which you can find at CurioCaster.com. Lovely. Thank you, sir. Uh, 6969 sats came in shortly thereafter. 6969, dudes! That's from Hey Citizen. Hey, Citizen, thank you. Who's boosting out of Podverse, which you can find at podverse.fm. How about them apples? I love them. They're tasty. Tasty apples. Appreciate you. Hey, Citizen. He says, it's Christmas time again? <laughs> a teaser, because he's got a new song out. I heard something about that. Entitled, it's Christmas time again. I heard that was a big uh, collab effort. Oh, yeah. He's got some backup singers on there. Could I maybe hear that in an upcoming... Uh, Homegrown Hits. Oh, yeah, you know it. On Thursdays at 7 p.m.? Yeah, 7 p.m. Central on the Bull After Bull stream or the No Agenda stream. You know, I'd listen, but I've got some kind of engagement mm, well, put, this week. put an earbud in. <laughs> you be, can always listen to it in the future, too. I'll be listening. Don't you worry about that. Uh, guess who else is listening? It's Colin B. Oh, Colin B. Thank Colin you. B, one of our very exclusive group uh, after <laughs> Cheap Suit left on... On, on Wednesday. Yes, Colin B. Yeah. 6,102 sats from your man Colin B. Uh, he's boosting out of Fountain, which can be found at fountain.fm. See, I'm, I'm doing URL plugs this week. What's up with that? Mm. Trying to get people apped up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in the game. Now that number go up, you want to get an app, you want to boost, you want to be a part of it. Like, you didn't give a shit at low number, but now high number, you're like, wow, cool, this is fun. I guess, or something. Uh, not Colin though. He doesn't care what the number is. He's just boosting. He says, "Nice episode, brother. Glad I could show you some lightning stuff that is way beyond me." Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll get him with a bowls with buds uh, before too long. Colin B, where the B stands for bud. Yeah, I, uh, he's incredibly knowledgeable about the power grid. Yeah, and I want to tap into that. Yeah, uh, I think that he's referring to the uh, the arc channel pro, uh, proposition that I was talking about last week. Yes. Um, he did send me that, which looks cool. It's like uh, multiple people locking up funds in a lightning channel instead of just two. By multiple, I mean more than two, because I guess two is also technically multiple. But hey, you know what I'm saying. 
more than two players in one channel means that sats can go interesting directions, uh, which looked cool. I pictured him as the kid on the butterfly meme. <laughs> yeah. Because he sent me that link and said, is this a ring of fire? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll make that meme. Uh, speaking of making memes, next booster also coming from Fountain, 7733 sets from Dotarted. Aw, Dotarted. Am I saying that right now? It's like... I'm committing. Dotarted Ted. Dotarted. <laughs> I still want to emphasize the Ted on the end. I call him Teddy. Teddy! Oh, uh, my God, Teddy. <laughs> we're, 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 we're glad you're here, Teddy, but uh, please. You're getting a little excited, Teddy. Always listen to experts, he says. They'll tell you what can't be done and why. Then do it. I think lightning will be successful if only that it pays for people to get it right. I like that. It, uh, it's only a matter of time, he says, till they figure out the glitches. Even experts we respect get it wrong. Dvorak, list, uh, Dvorak listed the mouse as one of many reasons Apple Inc.'s Macintosh computer might not be successful. Quote, nobody ever brings the quote, but he's got the quote. Quote, the Macintosh uses an experimental pointing device called a mouse. There is no evidence that people want to use these. <laughs> um, and then uh, history was made. Didn't they steal the mouse from Xerox? Xerox kind of came up with the mouse and Steve Jobs said it and said, oh, I want that. That looks pretty cool. Mm. Well, Xerox never owned the idea of the mouse. Thank you, Teddy. I need a quote of Bob Belcher saying, thank you, Teddy. Yeah, we do. And I can just play that drop. Yeah, and thank you, Teddy, uh, for the value. He follows up with a bit more value, 69.77. Whoa. I like those numbers. It's like a lucky 69. Uh, he says, reefer madness, lies, damned lies, and statistics is a phrase describing the persuasive power of statistics to bolster weak arguments. Mm-hmm. One of the best and best-known critiques of applied statistics. Yeah. Statistics suck. Yeah, yeah, we all know <laughs> about statistics, that's for sure. Yeah. We can use them, too. Well, this next booster's no statistic. 3333 coming in, also from Fountain. Had a uh, kind of a stream from Fountain coming in. Uh, 3333 coming in from Bowliesteed. Bowliesteed, woo! Giving us some jazz hands. Thank you, Bowley. Appreciate you. There's a lot of homegrown hits popping, so I'm trying to scroll past it. Uh, But there was 3,000 sats coming in from Podverse. From Rolling On Show. Oh, thank you. That's Sir Truck Driver. That's right. We got a honk honk somewhere on here for the uh, great Sir Truck Driver. Uh, but while it comes up, he says, Hey, Spencer and DeLorean, can you give info on Helipad? I've heard you and other shows reference it. Every search I do comes up with everything helicopter related. Mm. <laughs> As a podcaster, I like to look into stuff to see if it can streamline my workflow. Loving bull after bull in the bull. Uh, well, thank you for the boost, Sir Truck Driver. And yes, Helipad, that's what I'm reading right now. That's how I read your words, sir. Uh, there, as far as I know, and maybe other bowlers can correct me if I'm wrong, but in order to run Helipad, you must first build your own node. Yes. So that's one of the greatest reasons to build your own node is you got Helipad, which gives you kind of full surfacing of your boostograms and value coming in. So you know when. Uh, it comes, and you'll know uh, that instant. None of this, uh, none of this unknown coming for your boosts. Got to know when it comes. 
you don't got to trust somebody else's word. You can just, you know, run your own software and say, oh, yeah, I really did get that many sets from this guy at this time, which is fantastic. Um, if you would like some more info about running a node, we can definitely hook you up and uh, get you started on something. Pretty rad. And it doesn't, you know, most of the guides are on Raspberry Pis. I kind of recommend just getting a small PC, a small cheap PC, like a micro form factor PC, and uh, just flashing Ubuntu on it and putting Start 9 OS on it because that is an easy install. Umbral also has a very easy bare metal install, and I'm thinking about just going that route, to be honest with you. Hmm. And I might transfer my Blitz to an Umbral. Okay. Because you've had really great success with that. I have. And if we can figure out the custom pew sound, really, there's no reason to fuck about, I think. Yeah, but you learned a lot. Uh, my heart will always be with the raspy blitz. Um, it's like it, hand hacking an RSS feed, I feel like. You really got in there and had to figure shit out about <laughs> how the node is operating. Yeah, and it's nice and cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it starts on your own node. So Helipad is a app that you can install on your node, and it's in the Umbral store, it's in the Start, out, uh, start 9 store, it's in the raspy blitz install menu so those are like the three main node implementations i think my node is pretty popular too but i don't know much about the uh infrastructure over there it's one i haven't tried my node a eh? my node but the first three that i mentioned all have the option to install helipad just with a click or a selection out of a menu uh very conveniently and then once you install it you can just go to that certain address in your uh, web browser on your local network and you'll see this web view list of all your boosts with the text and the show that they were boosting and the time and uh, all kinds of good information. You can also export all of that information as a CSV file, which is quite convenient. You can also see who's streaming, by the way. Oh, very nice. Which is really great. Um, now I lost my spot because I foolishly clicked streams and I have to scroll back to uh, what we just had. Well, just control F, rolling on show. Hey, you know what? That's a great idea, actually. Rolling on hey, show. Sometimes Boom. I have them. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, next up, 2222 sets from Mere Mortals podcast, four ducks in a row. He's boosting from Fountain. That's our buddy Kyron Down. Thanks, Kyron. From Down Under. Yes, Kyron Down Under. And he was boosting that Void Zero episode. Oh, very nice. Our last Bulls with Buds, episode 284. You can find it at bullswithbuds.com. He says... Fantastic chat with Void. These episodes of Ethics and How the Sausage Gets Made is immensely valuable in my V4V journey. Thank you so much. Well, absolutely. Thank you, Iron, for carrying that value-for-value value torch uh, and shining it so brightly there in the land down under. Appreciate you, man. Uh, we also appreciate a lot of homegrown hits boosts. I love it. I love it. Um... Homegrown Hits, man. It's a valuable show. It's it's stacking up. The only music podcast with enough balls to play exclusively DMU hits. Good times. Yeah. No platform crap. Although there's good stuff on the platform, I just think everyone should be sovereign with their work. Yeah. Well, sit you know, themselves on their own RSS feed. You can vote with your ears, which is fun. It's fun to uh, flex around, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of flexing around, 26,969 sats coming in Whoa. from Hey Citizen. Oh, thank you, Citizen. 
So that's kind of a sneaky little two just in front of a... 69! 69, dudes! And uh, he says, a payment towards my IRC premium subscription. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> we will renew your uh, subscription timeout date. That's another three months. Fantastic. Appreciate you, sir. Eleven uh, eleven is for Homegrown Hits. Yeah, this is my one complaint about the helipad and <laughs> having multiple podcasts. Sneaking back in. We got to uh, have a filter, yeah. which is, I know is being developed. I yes, know, of I know course. It's being worked on, but uh, yeah. Soon. Soon. Uh, 4269, now there's a bull after bull boost. That's from Harv Hat. He's boosting out a curio caster again. Harv Hat. He always uh, sees the lit tag notification, and if he doesn't, boy, he lets me know, which I very much appreciate. Keeps me on my toes, makes... Makes me send that pod ping out to let the world know that we are live and doing it uh, right here on the edge of the horizon with big scissors running around. It's lit. No uh, scissor armor, no anti-scissor clothes. In fact, no clothes at all. Just running around. That's all. Uh, you know who else is running around with 16, 17 sats coming in from Fountain? It's Rev Cyber Trucker. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rev. Sir Rev to you. And he says... Keep bowling, 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 yeah! <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Uh, four, three, two, uh, one, two, the dyslexic countdown from Bowley Steed. Bowley Steed. Four, three, one, two, sats out of Fountain, who says, Happy Token Tuesday, little uh, bowling ball and bowling pins emoji. So, bowl emoji. There's a little, uh, little pin action for you. Oh, would you look at that pin action? And look at this pin action. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> happy, he loves the pin action, I tell you. Happy Token Tuesday to you, Bully Steve. And uh, last but certainly not least, it's the Black Knight, the Mothman, Booberry Blackman. <laughs> 69, 69 sats coming in. Look Woo! at him. 69, 69, dudes. <laughs> He is boosting from Boost IRC, which you can also, much like Helipad, only run from your own node. A way to boost directly from your own node. Thank you, Boobery. He says, just know it's going to come. And come again. <laughs> I'm going to come. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Or shall I call him Budbury? Boost IRC. Did I say Boost IRC? Huh? I thought you said Boost CLI. Boost CLI. <laughs> I probably did say Boost IRC. He's using Boost CLI for crying out loud. Is Boost IRC a premium service? Boost IRC, <laughs> uh, yeah, we only gave uh, Hey Citizen the early beta access because of his <laughs> IRC premium membership. But that's all right. If you want to be in the uh, Boost IRC premium membership contest, just send a boost. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I couldn't keep a straight voice. Uh, <laughs> you want to be in the See, contest that's the beauty of value for value though we don't have to say certain things or butcher ad reads or any of that crap. right right and right everything's up front there's nothing hidden behind paywalls or you know special access or whatever that's all the right. bowlers are equal and we just ask that if you get value out of the bowl you put some back in you know yes pinch a little nug out and all of our cheeky jokes about uh, premium subscription shit is pure irony and nothing more. Uh, that's right. Because that's not the value for value way. Value for value means like everything that's available, you get. Yep. And value is everything that's available for you to give. Bingo. Uh, because it comes in many forms. 
And the simplest of all is to just pass the bowl to someone you know is going to enjoy it. That's true value. We love seeing new bowlers hop into the chat. The chat is where it's at, man. Pound bowl after bowl on the IRC. You know you want to pound it. And then you can make art for the bowl if you love us and you like making art. It just has to be like 2,500 by 2,500 pixels or bigger. Hell, if you hate us but you love making art, you can even do it that way. Oh, yeah. Some hate art. (laughs) Edgy. (laughs) It'll be considered, for sure. Definitely. Maybe use it in a chapter. We can just flash it up for half a second on these newfangled podcasting 2.0 compliant players. No, you got to flash it longer than that. You can make jingles, like the one you already heard from Hey Citizen, and there's a bunch more to come. Or... You can contribute a vocal mail because every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, our topic is the first time you ever got something stuck in an orifice. Thank you for that one, Pop. <laughs> so all you have to do is pick up your phone and Yeah, that's right. We don't, you know, uh, screen. That's the word I'm looking for. We're not screening the voicemail. So uh, (laughs) whatever you say, that's okay. We're going to play it. And text messages are cool, too. And pictures. That's right. Send send boobs. Battles said to stay dangerous. That's what we do. That's how we're staying. Bull after bull. Send boobs. And vagine. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch lasagna. Oh, I love lasagna. Oh, man. You know what else I love? Yeah, why would I want to build a node? Uh, Well, helipad's a good reason. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Being your own bank? Being your own bank and payment processor and just putting it on a computer. Even though I hate computers... Uh, I still run a node because you know what I hate more than my computer is your fucking computer. <laughs> so I, between the choice of your computer and my computer, I'll take my computer every day. Go yeah. and go and compute that. You hate computers. That makes you a computerist. <laughs> I am definitely a computerist. Uh, I saw a fabulous meme that C-Dub shared earlier. And it's like the old, uh, where do you see yourself in five years question? Oh, yes, with like a new dev and a senior. Yeah, there's like a junior dev being asked in an interview, where do you see yourself in five years? And he's like thought bubbling like seven monitors around him and he's just pounding code away in like a black hoodie, you know? Yes. And then there's a senior dev sitting there being asked the same question by an interviewer and his thought bubble, he's like out in the woods, like tending to a garden or chopping up lumber and, you know, just like living outside in nature. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, man, I haven't even been doing this shit long enough to feel this way. And yet I can totally relate. Mm -hmm. I haven't even really been doing this shit really. I've been teaching it, which is what you do. If you can't do, you teach, right? (laughs) That's what Jack Black said. Um, But there you go. There you go. And those who can't teach, teach phys ed. (laughs) And they're usually big old boys. (laughs) My good time boys. My good time boy. Yeah, exactly. 
That's exactly what they are. My good time boy. <laughs> uh, boy, what happened? What happened with Bitcoin this week? Uh, number go up, as we've mentioned. And we know when number go up, that means people start talking about it again, which is fun. Uh, so probably more of Andrew Horowitz calling it uh, a scam or rolling his eyes in some way. Oh, which, he just hasn't used it. Which will be fun. Um, JCT's firmly on that team, so it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, there was a incredibly large fee. Of course, this happened just before the last bowl, but not enough really had uh, come to light about it to be worth, I think, going over yet. Now that we know more information about this 83, I think it was 83 and a half Bitcoins paid in a mining fee on an on-chain transaction, which I think broke a record. Uh, there is a pseudonymous Bitcoin user who made a fresh Twitter account and uh, signed enough messages to cryptographically prove that indeed he was the guy who lost these funds through a crazy um, on-chain fee. And what had happened was some sort of automated cold wallet hack with a kind of a strange fee calculation mechanism that uh, basically hot spun or hot spent all of his wallet, it full spent his wallet, but the f most of the Bitcoin went to a miner instead of in uh, instead of to the attacker. Although the attacker get did get uh, oh like forty fifty odd Bitcoin forty fifty sixty somewhere in there. Dang, mental math is not my strong suit at this moment. Let's see. 56. 56 would be the difference because pseudonymous Bitcoin user lost 139 Bitcoin. Oh, man. Altogether in what appears to be an automated coal wallet hack. Quote from him via his Twitter, his pseudonymous uh, Twitter account, at 83 underscore 5 BTC. If you want to uh, find him on the tweeters, his uh, account name is hackers paid 83.5 Bitcoin fee with my money. So that's a bummer. He says, uh, it was my Bitcoin that paid the high fee. I created a new cold wallet. I transferred 139 Bitcoin to it, and it got transferred out to another wallet immediately. Oh, God. I fucking uh -huh. hate it when that happens. Has that happened to you? Well, uh, I have restored before an old wallet from a backup phrase. Oh, uh, yes. And had the same thing happen where yeah. you... You bring the wallet up and then it immediately full sends to somebody, uh, which in my case, so there's a lot of different ways this can happen or like, you know, things you should be safe with. And uh, for me, I just recommend never typing in your seed words into anywhere unless you actually absolutely have to restore from backup and also making sure that you uh, at the very least uh, check the hash of the uh, file do a checksum and make sure that your uh, version of whatever wallet you're using is indeed authentic and from its trusted known source because i'm pretty sure i just had a bad uh, version of uh electrum Oof. which is a on-chain bitcoin wallet software program and then and they, so, they yeah, got your I, magic words when i put my seed phrase into electrum it spun up a wallet i saw the bitcoin in there and then it immediately emptied out which was kind of a bummer man Fuck. That was way back when uh, we were kind of getting the podcasting 2.0 thing. Yeah, before the nodes. And that's when the why, uh, Sphinx uh, tribe was maybe almost about to get rocking. That's <laughs> why uh, during that time there were some people saying, oh yeah, I always 
test myself on my seed words every week by, you know, restoring from backup every week. And I'm like, dude, don't stop. Stop typing your seed words in to a com- computers. Mm-hmm. If, uh, and from then on, what I did was kind of, if I ever need to store, restore a wallet from a seed phrase, I then consider that a hot wallet. Yeah. And I transfer my shit to something new with new words that I haven't used and write those down on paper and keep them offline and air gapped and all that. That's smart. Just because I've been burned before. Now, is that ultra paranoid mode? Yeah, probably. Like, it was more important that I just don't download malicious versions of code, right? I was running a yeah. fucked up version of a wallet. But uh, it made me extra annoyed about punching in the words at all to any electronic device. It's kind of a last resort type of thing. Not a practice every week thing. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, anyway, this poor bastard, he is asking Antpool if they might please, pretty please return his uh, big ass fee mm. and at least get that part of it back. You can uh, recall that some chump at a PayPal affiliated payment processor had some uh, software bug that paid an enormously large fee just a couple months back. And that pool, uh, the name of that pool escapes me right now. It wasn't Ant. It wasn't Ant Pool, but it was a different pool. They gave his fee back. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's a good thing to do. Uh, how uh, many Bitcoin was he moving? The Since he lost 83 friggin' Bitcoin? 139 was the total move. Oh, right. Okay. Jeez. So that's a lot. Like two thirds of it went into the fee. So however this oh. hack was set up was uh doggy do. Doggy doggy do. That man's got corn. He has, by the way, tripled down proved uh he was the owner of the address too. Somebody pointed out that he could sign a message from the wallet that he lost the coins from, but so could the attackers mm. since it was compromised and obviously they were they had the key to it because they spent the funds. So they could also say, hey, it, it was our Bitcoin, you know? Uh, so he also proved he was the owner of some addresses upstream from that coin as, you know, the source of the coin. Uh, it remains to be seen whether Antpool is going to return the funds. No further details about the user's cold wallet setup have been provided as of right now. And obviously he wants to remain anonymous, but. Uh, He's saying, if you want to ask any questions, please message that account on Twitter. The speculation of the Occam's razor of what happened is the wallet might have been generated from bad entropy. So uh, entropy is just a fancy word for randomness. And uh, many times when you spin up a cold wallet and generate a new um, seed phrase, a new set of keys, you want to roll a bunch of dice to introduce a lot of randomness into the uh, the generation process. And sometimes if you roll too few dice and there's not enough entropy, the uh, brute force becomes a lot easier. Think of having a password that is 1234 rather than a password that is like, uh, you know, 25 characters and you include special characters and uppercase, lowercase and all that stuff. Uh, obviously the first one's going to be a little bit easier to get into. So yeah. Kind of weird, kind of bummer, kind of quirky. Big fees, man. I wonder what ant pool will do. Will they uh, be the good Samaritan like that other mining pool that I already forgot? Or will they not? I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. 
That's a tough one. New version of Zeus is out. I can't wait to play with it. I haven't uh, downloaded it, but just came out yesterday. Uh, embedded LND node in this thing now. Ooh. So Zeus, of course, is a self-custodial mobile lightning wallet. That's what I run on top of my own node. So let's say I'm out at a KC Bitcoiners meetup and uh, the wonderful Eric Yakes is speaking and he's got books to sell via lightning. I can pay for that book in the bar using my own home node on Tor, which just sits back in my house. And I just scan a QR code from him on a phone and bing, bomb, boop with Zeus. I send the lightning payment from my node to wherever it's going on his invoice instantly with virtually no fees. I love it. Yeah. And uh, this new version looks pretty slick. Proud to announce the wide availability of Zeus V 0.8.0 new major update, including on the Apple app store and Google play. Hooray, hooray. No, I wonder for how long you never know for how long the new Zeus introduces an immense amount of new functionality, including an embedded node LSP connectivity. So you can hook up to lightning service providers or liquidity service providers and self custodial lightning addresses. Very cool. Very cool stuff. The embedded L and D node. I was kind of trying to look some stuff up about it. Uh, and really, it's your own um, lightning node running on your phone with full functionality. So you can use it to open channels on the lightning network. If you have on-chain funds in your Zeus wallet, you can use those to open channels on your own Zeus embedded node through the app. You can just hit the open channel button. Oh, sweet. And uh, unlike paid liquid service, uh, liquidity service provider channels, your channel will require on-chain confirmation. So you can also uh, use Olympus or other liquidity service providers and pay for a channel with lightning. So you can just make a lightning payment. They'll open a channel through an LSP for you. And it's kind of a half custodial thing, right? Like your node is the king, but then the provider will provide the liquidity in the channel for a small fee. Or you can open the channel up yourself. It's your channel. And then you pay the on-chain uh, transaction fee via the Bitcoin layer one situation an on chain transaction. So that looks fun. I think it's another, uh, another shot across the bow of this idea that lightning is too inaccessible or too difficult or any of this shit. People always say all the time, uh, it has gotten tremendously easier just in the three short years that we've been value enabled here at bull after bull and it just continues to get more accessible yes so uh if you have a problem with the lightning node being too unfriendly to users and too difficult to figure out i would like to take you back with me to 2020 and we can talk about uh what is difficult to figure out <laughs> well it's like you say you just gotta get in the car and drive that's right speaking of figuring it out i saw pleb devs today just released a back-end course for lightning app development Ooh. comprehensive and beginner-friendly 13-lesson course will transform you from a JavaScript noob into a proficient back-end developer with a special focus on Lightning app development. Really? I know. It sounded fucking like they were calling me out directly, really. <laughs> yes. I feel personally attacked. Yeah. Uh, so I probably will try to see. I don't know. I haven't even looked at the pricing, to be honest with you. They have a front-end course, too. Oh, oh me, oh, cool. my. You can pay uh, for it with sets. 
Would you look at that? Would you look at that. Makes nothing but sense. Nothing but sats. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, mess with that. Little lightning wallet back end course. Yeah. Back in from scratch. Um, using Node.js, you know, that already makes my uh, tingle tangle. This could be a good uh, Christmas gift. I think, uh, I think you're onto something there. You're onto something. Uh, other than that, it's been pretty quiet in terms of uh, real splashy news. Although fee rates, they continue to stay ridiculously high in the on-chain environment. Partially because of number go up, partially because ordinals are not going anywhere anytime soon. They continue to chud up every fucking transaction block that gets solved. And uh, why, I will never understand. No one can explain that to me. Mm. And yes, it'll cost you at minimum uh, 175 sats per virtual byte to get into the next. Oh, 178. Oof. To get into the next block. So continue to see those high fees. I've seen them dip down to as low as maybe 20 over the last couple of weeks. I think we had some teens for a few blocks, but overall still pretty steep, pretty steep on-chain fee environment. I feel like it was down to 20 between last bowl and today. I think that's right. Yeah. It's yeah. like just been a couple days. Or just good times, you know, if if the stars align and it's later at night, so there's fewer transactions coming in or it's toward the weekend and like you get a few block solves right in a row that kind of pushes the fee down a little bit. But then if you get like a big gap of time between some blocks, those fees continue to rise. And a lot of these fees are just assigned automatically by different algorithms that just look at the current fee structure and make a decision based upon how fast they want that solved. So that's why you can look and you can see like the minimum fees are right now in the high 180s uh, or the high 100s, low 200s throughout the day but then you can see uh some cheapies sneak in uh for instance just 48 minutes ago the minimum was to uh 208 okay to get into that block but then two minutes later a block was solved and uh, some 61 fee rates got in there and then some 23s and then it jacked back up to 200 so the fee environment a lot of it depends on automation also on just kind of like the at that moment demand to get into the next block. But for me, every time I've sent on chain, I've always got time to just wait and relax, you know? Yeah. So I don't need to get in there. Like I, I need it to clear overnight. Right. I don't need it to clear like in the next, next 10 minutes, block. the next block, yeah. the next on average 10 minutes. So yeah, that's another reason my friends to run a lightning node, get on the lightning network. You can send your Bitcoin here and there to and fro without having to worry about this silly silly fee environment that we're in yeah and it gets from one place to another faster than a credit card can process i know because we tested it at a bitcoin block fest here in kansas city yeah it's lightning fast it is it is lightning fast uh some updates on the next bitcoin uh kc bitcoiners meetups friday there's a bitcoiners and coffee meetup and this time, I think it's back at Thou Mayest. Let me double check just to make sure. Yes, Thou Mayest at River Quay. Although right now, just Mitch attending that one. I will not be able to make it. Yeah, you'll be teaching. So I'm um, in the middle of teaching a course I've never taught before, and I'm just maxed to the max. It's eating my brain alive. Uh, but I'm making it. I'm making it through. It's no big deal. No one can tell, you know. No one can tell but me. Uh, I will be, though, at the 
next Bitcoin meetup with uh, the beers with Bitcoiners thing going on. So we kind of hop around mainly a couple of different bars, the bar in Mission and also Chicken and Pickle. Oh, what was that sports bar you've been to a f- couple times? Uh, sometimes we do it out there. What is that called? I can't think of it. They got the Boogamania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been the out there. Lips. Tanners. Tanners. Yep. Tanners in... Uh, I feel like that's... I've been to two different Tanners locations with the KC Bitcoiners. Yeah. And I'm also not... we had one on the plaza. Yeah, we get around is the point. But this time, next Wednesday, December 13th, so it's a week from tomorrow. That will be Beers with Bitcoiners at the bar in Mission, Kansas. Cool. Which bar? The bar. It's right next to the Salvation Army. We do this joke every time. It's called The Bar. You're going to want to go there. The Bar in Mission, Kansas. Uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Since it's a Wednesday, I won't be in any rush to get out of there. And, uh, yeah. I like Wednesday night meetups. I'll introduce you to Colin B. Come get a beer with me. You should come, Lorian. Yeah, I would like to. I was bummed that I... Missed out on all the hot chili talk last week. <laughs> <laughs> and asking Colin to come on Bowls of Buds myself. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely come, and then you can tee that up and yeah. everything. will be great. We need you to come. Correct. Live on Bowls of Buds. <laughs> no, pr- no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Just come. Uh, yeah, so all that Bitcoin talk usually puts me in a certain kind of mood, and I want to hear about top three. Well, I have the perfect segue into this because I saw a headline that caught my eye today that reads like this. Bitcoin hits 42,000 U.S. dollars amidst market volatility. Semicolon stacks STX surges 33% as altcoins react. Oh, boy. Like, okay. You use Bitcoin and the 33 to get readers. That's how I read it. <laughs> you know, it's like Stacks. two, uh, it, yeah, just some shit coin. I'm the guessing num- altcoin just means shit coin. The number one ranked payment processor is what Stacks is. I've never heard of this. Maybe I'm Mm-mm. a dumb dumb. Maybe I should have heard of this by now. It's probably behind a bunch of shit I actually already use, but I just don't understand. Oh, yeah, okay. They are the processor for Apple Pay, Google Pay, MasterCard, Visa, Discover, American Express. Supposedly. Are you sure? Supposedly, that's what uh, it's saying on their website. Altcoins. All cryptocurrencies other than Bitcoin. <laughs> that's right. The big gooden. Yeah, altcoins means... Uh, Shitcoins. Cope coins. Cope coins. Cope coins. Although, yeah. pickle coin, we're in, you know, we're in on a ground floor movement. <laughs> telling you. R.I.P. pot coin. Pickle coin stays crunchy. <laughs> nice. Pot coin. I remember pot coin and... Weed coin and stoner coin all tried to like do this own thing. Mm. And uh, that did not last long. No. I remember wank coin. Wow. Was like a. The e girls thought they were going to make a coin too. Just like it's it's not easy to convince people to run nodes on your uh, chain that you just create out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> girls who coin. Especially now that everybody d- ditched proof of work except for the OG. Okay, so now Pretty I'm much. seeing... That's not, you know, 100% true. Don't email me, but... Stacks.btc, at Stacks on X, for example. It's, oh, okay. Uh, I'm talking about layer two. Stacks, I... STX price, charts, and news. No, now I think it's a shit coin. Uh, because now I'm finding it... I found it on Coinbase. 
of all evil places. This um, piece of shit that's a dollar fifteen. Yeah. That uh, has a market cap of. Well, you know it's up. It's up fifty one percent now, bro. Uh, okay. One point six billion market cap. Is that right? Hundred thousand million uh, billion. One point six billion market cap. That's no slouch, I suppose. I can't keep up with all these fake coins, though. No. We just need one coin to Let's rule them see. all. Where? How far do I have to <laughs> scroll to see stacks in the stack? Is it even a top thirty? God, I don't know. Nah, I just I like to number forty one on the chart. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's not fucking degenerate <laughs> bullshit. Thirty three or get the fuck out. And yeah, exactly. It surges in this headline. It said it surged thirty three percent. Well, that's just one point during the day. It's up. It's down. It's up. It's down. That's stacks bait for you. Yeah, They're using you. Riding the coattails of Bitcoin and the magic 42 number. See, cheap suit guy definitely would have known about stacks. Oh, yeah? He'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's a hot tip. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's the next one. <laughs> what was he trying to get your money for? Nothing really. I think mm. he's just finger wag networking because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. He handed out business cards. Mm. I lost it. It had a QR code, though, on it, mm. which I didn't scan. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the weather. Okay. There were more than 33 centimeters of rainfall in Tamil Nadu the last two days. And in Oswego County, New York, they received 33 inches of snow. Neighbors there say it was just another day. There you go. Yeah. Central New York, you know, they're used to the snow. Whatever. We're not impressed. We've only gotten maybe an inch. Of snow, and then it melted within three days. Yeah, it dusted the landscape, and that was it. Yeah, you got to look out, see the big flurries, say, wow, pretty snow. It was thicker than the dusting, I guess. Like you could, The scoop- kids were throwing snowballs and rolling it up. You could scoop snowmen. some snowballs off the deck rails and such, but, you know, not that big of a deal. Yeah, and then it was gone, and we didn't have to shovel. Yay! All right, here's my big 33 stories, though. <laughs> Reuters came out with this story. Novo Nordisk finds compounded Wigovi up to 33% impure and sues Florida pharmacies. So this got me down a whole rabbit hole that I was kind of speaking out loud to you last night as I was trying to figure it out. Uh, Specifically, Novo Nordisk out of, uh, where are they out of? Their minds. They're out of their minds. They're probably uh, perfectly fine people. On both sides. Uh, usually. Pew! Danish. They're Danish. Okay, so they're in Denmark. Yeah, they're suing Wells Pharmacy and Brooksville Pharmaceuticals. Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned, both based in Florida. Because they've been compounding their drug. And what compounding means is uh, mixing it up with other things. Mixing up the medicine. Yeah. Which was a red flag to me, right? Like, they're stepping on drugs. (laughs) They're stepping on these pharmaceutical drugs, and Novo Nordisk is having none of it. They're making drug cocktails is what they're doing, right? They're making a little this with a little that. Yeah, and what they found was a substance entitled BPC-157. I don't like the sounds of that. And when this substance was mixed in, and they don't give a reason as to why these pharmacies are compounding Wagovi with this substance. Maybe they're compounding their profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Stepping on it. It makes 
sort of sense. Uh, but it makes Wagovi specifically 19% less potent, according to Novo Nordisk, when they do that. And I found also that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration banned BPC-157 from use in September, specifically in compounded drugs, saying that they don't have enough data to know whether it's harmful to humans or not, but that it could cause seriously dangerous immune system reactions. And oh now, my. you know, FDA, FDA shouting at the sky and such. I don't know. Well, you know, they have a lot of credibility right. stored up from the last couple of years. So. But this uh, led me to the FDA's website to read into compounded drugs. Because I'm thinking, you know, what is this? Why do they do it? And some examples they gave that sounded kind of legit are, for instance, if a child needs a drug that doesn't come in a child-safe dose, then they can, or if a kid can't take a pill, they can make it a liquid form. Okay. You know, like an oral solution. Gotcha. So um, just like changing the delivery method or dosage. Yes. And a pharmacist can do this. However, then I was reading a little bit further and I saw that it mentioned biologics in compounding, which is not allowed because biologics, of course, you're dealing with living cultures of things. Uh, and then, interestingly enough, the FDA wrote a special paper on compounding biologics entitled Mixing, Diluting, or Repackaging Biological Products Outside the Scope of an Approved Biologics License Application. Uh-oh. And you know what they say in there? What? That they're going to look the other way. I shit you not. Ooh. <laughs> if you are a pharmacist and you do it. So on paper, you're not allowed to compound biologics, but... The FDA is not going to come after you if you do. They're not going to enforce it. As long as you wear a white coat while you do it. Yeah, good. the same people that can compound all the other drugs. And now this just really triggered me because, of course, we've been covering the fentanyl finding its way into other substances. Right. And recently we've discussed fentanyl in cocaine. And who has the access to cocaine? Well, Malincrot in St. Louis, a pharmaceutical company. and. They've got people in white lab coats who are allowed to compound materials. Seems like a recipe for disaster to me. It seems like a place where you could take two pharmaceutical drugs and combine them together and have all of the alphabet soup agencies look the other way to me. But what do I know? I'm just a lady sitting in my basement. Seems shady. Yeah. I don't, I don't know it anything seems about it. This is the first time I've heard shady. about compounding drugs myself. So Yeah. So anyways, now there's this lawsuit cropping up, and Novo Nordisk says that they're aiming to stop those two pharmacies I mentioned from selling products uh, that claim to contain semi-glutide, which is the main ingredient in Wagovia and Ozempic, uh, and prevent... The pharmacies from claiming that their products are FDA approved or that BPC-157 has any health benefits without making customers aware of potential safety risks and, and immune system reactions. That doesn't sound good. I'll take a pass on immune system reactions. Granted, of course, as we mentioned before, the FDA and their track record, they probably would say that marijuana 
is incredibly dangerous and has, you know, addictive potential and no could medical cause value. Yeah, definitely no medical value. That's why it's schedule one on the Controlled Substances Act and federally illegal. Uh, but <sighs> it, yeah, this was a strange story and I spent way too much time <laughs> digging into compounded drugs. <laughs> Compound those drugs. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so if you wear a white lab coat, you can step on it, huh? Good to know. Good to know. Just another reason why you don't really want those alphabet soup licensed legal drug dealers peddling medicine to you. Just look at the plants. Just go back to nature. <laughs> uh, there was also a story um, that came out of South Africa in the KwaZulu-Natal province where police rescued 33 suspected human trafficking victims. And they found they were all men, and they found them crammed into a one-bedroom house. And all I could think when I was reading this story was about the um, illegal immigrant stories coming out in America, and oftentimes they are talking about finding all men adult men and they're crammed into these places and stuff. And I thought, huh, why doesn't the mainstream news out here call them human trafficking victims? I just thought it was interesting. Mm. You know, like they're, uh, it's like they're human props for the narrative. They'll cram and over there, <laughs> they'll cram men anywhere they can get away with it. <laughs> over there, they're saying, Hey, these guys are uh, victims. And over here, they're like, Hey, uh, Bring them to the airport. Give them a hotel room. I don't know. <laughs> they came here on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, who the hell would want to... I know we've brought a lot of stories about people shoved into trucks, like semi-trucks, and then they'll die in the heat. Yeah. Or the cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's That sounds like a victim to me. That doesn't sound like a place where you would intentionally put yourself. You Right. <laughs> it sounds like you're being trafficked for one reason or another. Yeah, I would say so. Let's say that's a safe guess. War. <laughs> War never changes. Anyway, um, also caught my eye that there was a Nigerian governor in the Enugu state. Uh, his name is Peter Mba, and he allocated 33% of their entire budget to education. Whoa. Yep. Uh, India was touting that they've reduced emissions by 33%, but... In a separate article noted that women's representation in the police force of all of India fell short of their 33% target. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was about 33% of that, with only 11.75% women. 33% of the 33. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and uh, I'm sure women have better things to do. Finally, if you didn't remember, it's flu season and colds are going about. And there are 33 dead as flu and RSV infections spike uh -oh. in California. Yeah, that was a little scaremongering article. What will we the do? The magic number. What will we do with 33 less Californians? Mm. No. Well, I live so far away. I didn't know any of them personally, but it's, uh, you know, what, what we can do is drink hot liquids. Yeah, take care of your immune system, people. Yeah, exactly. And don't rely on Western medicine to take care of you, and don't don't trust them. <laughs> don't trust Verify. Yes. 
And with that, I'd like to go behind the curtain. All right. I love it back here. I guess I technically haven't verified this, but I've been seeing it and hearing it all around that Christmas came early because Henry Kissinger died <laughs> at the age of 100. Uh... There were days where I'd be reading things in history and his name would crop up and I would just, out of curiosity, look him up. <laughs> and I, I used to think, shit, he's still alive. Wow. I don't know, he just seems to have spanned so many lifetimes. He was, uh, he had his fingers in a lot of uh, pies. Yeah, Mr. Heinz Alfred over there. It's true. Yeah, just worth noting. A hundred, man, that's a long life. No doubt. Yeah, died comfortably at home, surrounded by the ones that loved him. Unlike many of his uh, victims in the war games he played. Very true. The Department of Health and uh, Human Services missed a deadline, which I know, that's a real shocker here. They were supposed to send in a report um, regarding research into barriers when it comes to the therapeutic potentials of pot. And um, this is all because of what... The dusty man in the White House signed into law last year. The Medical Marijuana and Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act. So every year, um, DHHS is supposed to send Congress a report. Just saying, hey, this is the research that's ongoing. This is uh, ways it could be improved. This is things that have been found out. Nope, they didn't submit anything. Surprise, surprise. Big surprise. I'm sure there are no consequences. You know, it's like you read the bill. There's no consequences written in if they don't send in the report. Of course not. It's, it's just more of like a guideline, right? It's a, pro- <laughs> it's a polite suggestion. It would be nice to get a report and some updates, but we all know why this was allowed to be signed into law. It's not for little people to do research. It's so that big pharmaceutical companies can start making medicines out of, you know, Cannabinoids, extracting them from the plant and turning them into pills. Just Frankensteining some shit out of the plant. Yeah. Into some weird molecular cocktail that they can uh, patent. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) the language in the bill is, uh, you know, along the lines of it proposes uh, reducing barriers to research uh, by allowing... Uh, accredited medical and osteopathic schools, practitioners, research institutions, and manufacturers with a Schedule One registration to cultivate their own cannabis for research purposes. That's a small group, my friends, and we are not in it. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, no research for us. But yeah, they changed the registration process. But of course, if you... Follow any weed activists out there. They were all excited, taken to the streets, hands in the air, hurrah, hurrah, because this expansion act was the first standalone reform legislation in the history of the United States when it comes to weed. Oh, boy. So they saw it as a... uh... It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Yep, it's all uh, patents, not plants. 
sucks. And then there was a hit piece on pot on NBC this week. I'd like to play a clip for you. I'll allow it. For Veronica Zawinski, getting high was her only way to get through life. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't socialize with my friends without being under this substance of marijuana. I'm going to pause it there and already say, wow, that's really sad. She couldn't eat. She couldn't sleep. Yeah, she couldn't socialize with friends. The people she enjoyed socializing with. Mm. It's worrisome, isn't it? Yeah. Already worrisome. A little bit, I would say. Now, I mean, weed helps all of those things, but it depends, you know, on your situation, I suppose. Socializing with your friends, they're your friends. Yeah, there's probably a reason why you can't socialize with them. You might need new friends. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) All right, I'll let it play more. She turned to marijuana after the death of her father, hoping it would help her manage her anxiety. It began as an occasional nighttime use. I started using it randomly during the day. Let me do my chores while smoking marijuana. Wait a Let second. me walk my dog while smoking marijuana. Yes. He said it was occasionally at night, and then she would, and then she came in with randomly during the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're building this. As the story goes, as uh, narrated so far, <laughs> narrated, her dad died, and she smoked the weed for anxiety occasionally at night after the death of her father. Now, I don't know. I would think more of depression would have been a symptom of losing your dad, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Everybody's different. Everyone's Everybody's different. different. Yep. The anxiety, I don't know. I'd say weed maybe might enhance some of that for most people, although not all people. Well, you uh, might be sniffing what they're getting onto here. But quickly got out of control. Then it went to, let me wake up and start my day with the first thing being a hit of marijuana. Little wake and bake. Marijuana (laughs) use has skyrocketed in the United States, with an estimated 60 million Americans having tried it in the last year. Recreational marijuana is now legal in almost half the nation. Just weeks ago, Ohio joined 23 other states to legalize the drug since 2012. Many are turning to cannabis to help with their anxiety. But there's just one problem. Experts say... It may not work. Experts. This idea of short term, yeah, it's probably going to make you feel a lot better. But long term, I don't know that that's really a particularly good treatment for it. And we have no solid evidence that cannabis is actually a good treatment long term so for any mental health condition. If I'm hearing this right, the expert doesn't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. But also. That's what he just said, right? He said, I don't know. And we don't have studies, which is what they always say when they're full of shit. It's like, well, you know, we don't have studies. Yeah, and I don't have studies either, but something I will say is whether you're smoking pot for anxiety or taking a pill for anxiety, all you're doing is treating the symptom of anxiety and not finding the underlying cause. Why are you feeling anxious? You need to get to the root of that if you actually want to get better. That's true. Symptom management is not a long-term goal or plan. You have to get to the root of your problems. And that's true whether you're munching on fucking Zoloft or whatever you happen to be using. And it's for any problem, too, not just anxiety. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll let it keep going. Regular users, he says, may face withdrawal effects if they stop taking it, making their anxiety or depression worse. 
A recent analysis of over 20 studies published in the Canadian Journal of Psychiatry suggested that cannabis use may cause an increase in anxiety in long-term use. May. Old cannabis, <laughs> cannabis of yesteryear, cannabis of the 70s. Stop. Probably wasn't really Wait addictive. Cannabis of today pretty much is addictive. What the Dude. fuck did he try to say? <laughs> Hold the fuck on. Yeah, let me replay that. This was... The cannabis of yesteryear of the 70s? Yeah probably wasn't addictive. Yeah, a plant that grew from a seed. But the but the cannabis now is very addictive. Right. Is that what the fuck he's trying to it, say? It's exactly what he said, and it's why I had to clip this. I gotta hear it again. In the 80s, probably wasn't... Okay, let me go back a little further. ...was an increase in anxiety in long-term use. Old cannabis, cannabis of yesteryear, cannabis of the 70s and 80s, probably wasn't really addictive cannabis of today pretty much is addictive part and so 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 it probably wasn't addictive but now it pretty much is addictive so back then it probably wasn't really addictive (laughs) i'm writing this down then probably wasn't really addictive but now what was it oh let me let him say now the it's words. pretty much addictive, right? Now it's pretty much addictive. Wasn't really addictive. Cannabis of today pretty much is addictive. Pretty, pretty much, much is, is addictive today. Addictive. Got it. <laughs> pretty much is addictive because he's like stifling a laugh. Which because right. he's doing a laugh tell because he's full of shit. Yeah, but also even if he wasn't full of shit, if he really believed that that weed today is addictive, pretty and it much didn't is used to be. Pretty much is addictive. Then what the fuck is it that we're smoking? <laughs> you know what the fuck? What what's what's being put in the weed? They're just making say, people addicted oh, to it. It's higher THC percent. It's bred to be higher THC percent. That's just like the that's the thing people keep hammering on, hammering and yammering, man. Yeah, and you know. There was some high THC strains even back in the day, but nobody was testing percentages of strains. And a great majority of it, no, was not cultivated carefully and trichromed out and all that. Most weed was just kind of fucking half-assed and, uh, you know, people were just did what they could. Well, in Prohibition, you have to just kind of shove it into a bag and hide it, conceal it, smash it down. Correct. Yeah. There was not the craft market. It's like, think of beer back then, you know? There wasn't really the craft market for cannabis in the 70s and 80s that there was today, but it didn't not exist. It was just in a much smaller circle, you know? <laughs> yeah. With a, a, a much lower distribution footprint. Yeah. Like, now good weed is all the fuck over the place. And then, you know, if you found some good weed, it was like a big deal. It was like a big story, and you probably knew the guy that grew it carefully himself, and yes. not very much of it. Exactly. So... It yet again, it yet again demonstrates that the experts don't know shit about what they're talking about. Right. He can't even he can't even make a definitive statement about the addictive properties of it then versus now. Exactly. You know? Pretty much. It basically wasn't. Now it pretty much is. Like what? Fuck off with this. Yeah, some expert. Part of the problem, he says, is that there is no rigorous quality control around marijuana, like there are for other drugs for anxiety. I were to write a prescription for you for Prozac, and whether you filled it at a pharmacy down the street or a mail order pharmacy or a pharmacy in another state, you should have essentially the same thing that you're being given. Cannabis being used for medical treatment, save anxiety or depression, what you're getting and where you're getting it from is very variable. 
Sawinski was a D1 kind of like a uh, coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of like compounded drugs at one pharmacy versus another. <laughs> sure. It's variable, man. Oh, that really opened my eyes, I'll tell you what. Variable. Sawinski was a D1 athlete, but lost her fitness and her emotions stagnant. Hey, blame it on the weed. She decided to quit cold turkey, getting back to the gym while living a rejuvenated life. Now, she has a message for others struggling. I've got her message. Take I've got her message. Step back. Take a little moment to become self-aware and realize that you are a human being. You can be sober and you can live a happy, healthy life sober because you don't need any substance to survive. I so, sure as shit hope she's not on Zoloft saying those things. Yeah. <laughs> she better not be taking fucking Xanax saying that shit. She better not be on SSRIs, bitch, if you're saying that shit. You better fucking not. Uh, I, th- I could think of a substance you need to survive. I think you had the wrong message. This was her message. Well, if you want to be like me, a loser, go ahead and smoke. Yeah, it's even got the right music in the background. I think that was the same music. Yeah, Did exactly. you hear that? <laughs> exactly. Well, they got, they got granddad to do that. Yeah, yeah. The same people. While he was smoking weed the whole time. Of course. He didn't, like, stop smoking weed. But yeah, and she probably is still smoking he just weed, said, too. I'm never, ever, ever going to smoke weed again. And hey, if you said it, that's all that counts, right? That's right. Like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> they just stop, you know? And that's for real. <sighs> yeah. That's for real. If you read it and heard it and they said it, then it's definitely true. Yeah, even when it's an ad. Especially <laughs> when it's an ad. Oh, my God. Especially when it's an ad. What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. Cripes. The music on these feature stories just really grosses me out. And yeah, no facts presented. They claimed they had the 20 studies from Canada. Okay. Whatever, man. Who who funded those studies? Pfizer? Man, f*** them studies. Yeah. Fuck them. The Cannabis Killer as she's known out of California, was back in the courtroom Friday. Oh, no. Um, Just to refresh anyone that missed last bowl, back in 2018, this lady stabbed her boyfriend 108 times after hitting the bong. And so, of course, it's the weed's fault. And uh, on Friday, the jury convicted her of involuntary manslaughter because there were... Finger wag experts on both sides in this case that agreed she acted under the influence of a cannabis-induced psychosis. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. And so killing him, killing her dog, stabbing herself, that was involuntary manslaughter. Now, Incredible. In the legalese way that this is turning out, she bears some responsibility for using pot in the first place. I see. So that's where she went wrong. Not the stabbing part. Yeah, it was because, the smoking weed part. Because the stabbing part was legally found to not be able to be helped. Right. And the decision she could have made was to not smoke the weed. Yes. But the decision to not stab everybody. Including herself. She did not have the st- uh, ability to make that decision. Yes. And I really, I think it was the self-harm aspect that locked that in. You've really got me bamboozled tonight, man. All of these are blowing my brain. Not in a good way. The courtroom always bamboozles me. This shit is wild. (laughs) You should not stab. And if you stab, 
I think there should be a consequence uh, it's just, and not an excuse it's, for it's, the behavior. It's less about the law and more about what you can convince 12 people is legit. <sighs> well, Monday, the judge issued three enhancements, um, which should lengthen her sentence. But again, the involuntary manslaughter sentence, we're looking at four years, four years in prison because it was involuntary oh. manslaughter. <laughs> But uh, the enhancements that the judge issued out of a possible five was great violence, which, yeah, 108 stabs. This is uh, just crazy. I can't think of the rhyme I was trying to think with. Uh, well, she's dead. Give me a second. I'll grant Who you was a second. it? Lizzie Borden, right? Oh, yeah. Gave her father 40 whacks, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> 40. This is 108. <laughs> We're more than double Lizzie Borden here. Too many. Then, you know, Lizzie Borden, as the tale goes, the urban legend, uh, the blame that was pinned on her also whacked her mom. This girl whacked her dog as well as the boyfriend and then tried to kill herself. Uh, anyways, great violence. Engaged in violent conduct is one of these enhancements. Yeah, I would say so. Mm -hmm. And armed with a weapon, which a knife can be used as a weapon. However, the two enhancements that were denied by the judge included use of a deadly weapon, because a knife, I suppose, is not inherently deadly, yeah. as it could be used to chop vegetables or put butter and spread it on something. I don't know. Get the gunk out from under your toenails. <laughs> Uh, and serious felony, whatever that means. I guess a felony isn't serious enough by itself. So that enhancement was denied by the judge. <laughs> enhance. Enhance. Tap, 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 tap. Um, don't enhance. So her sentencing is scheduled for January 23rd. Little hurry up and wait for you. Um, but the judge rejected a request by prosecution that she be jailed now pending sentencing. So as she has been for the past five years, she remains free on bail. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say if she's already locked up, she'd be already ticking some time off of that sentence, though. So mm, I did not know that. Yeah, time served. That makes sense. Ah. The system is fucked up. <laughs> it's a fun little game. It's called, a game. It's, called the law. Yeah. And just there's a loophole for everything. Yeah. And uh, there's so many rules and laws on top of each other that no one's ever really going to know it all. It's, it's a wild uh, system that it's we live under. What can I say? Too much. Too much. It should be within uh, a readable amount. Ten pages. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you can't fit it. On the back of this envelope, I'm not interested in abiding by it, okay? That's all. Exactly. Oh, I've brought another clip out of Florida. At my Florida Green in East Naples, marijuana is... It's a lot deeper than smoking a joint. Founder Nick Garrelay and the Medical wow. Marijuana Licensing Facility are now suing the state of Florida over a bill that would legalize cannabis for anyone over the age of 21. The Florida Supreme Court is deciding whether or not to put it on your 2024 ballot as a question. It's called the Smart and Safe Bill. But if you ask the people behind the lawsuit, they'll tell you they don't think it's smart or safe. 
Uh, wow. Good one, guys. Good one. I bet. Yeah, that makes sense if you ask those people. Right. That they would say that. Is this a... Yeah, uh, spent... <laughs> Sorry. It's not Is Jeff, it Jeff Begay's Begay's nephew? That's what oh, I was going to ask. That's a good question. Uh, I wrote down this journalist's name. His name is Ryan Obergast. Obergast. And I think Jeff Begay's might be a hero of his. Maybe he's uh, like the understudy or whatever, you he, know? He's he, the... Uh, what am I trying to say? He's he got a, an intern. He's he apprenticing with, <laughs> with Begay's. Exactly. And he just thought, wow, Jeff Begay's is a great TV journalist, and I should mirror his cadence, his style, his demeanor. I will be the next Jeff Begay's. And I man, mean, uh, if that's his goal, he's nailing it. Honestly, I kind of got to poop right now, but I'm trying not to elect, uh, let it affect my voice. <laughs> Don't elect for poop. Elect for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> millions of dollars and, and invested thousands of hours uh, to create a platform that literally bridges the gap between the patient and the doctor and the state if the state will ever work with us uh, and now there is a potential recreational program that will turn that all into potentially a joke my florida green says their number one concern is that their 40,000 patients will go from getting medical advice from a doctor here in east naples to a recommendation from an employee just across the collier county line at hold on do you hear all that mic messing? Uh, yeah. across the county line. Oh, 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 oh. It's sounds, exactly like that. Sounds like me later into the show. Exactly. But this is <laughs> TV news. <laughs> Prime time. I know. Yeah, yeah. These guys get paid the big bucks to fuck it all up. I, I know. know the I big was, money. I was listening to some news package audio the other day. It was like the notorious... Uh, shitty city council meeting that's poorly mic'd uh -huh. and i was just like man can't like a big part of your job is like capturing and delivering the audio in a way that i can hear it and you just can't fucking figure that out like mm -hmm. what the fuck no. like did you just set a camera up in the far back corner and you're using the built-in cam mic on it like i don't understand this shit what are they doing wasting money I'm not saying you got to go and lav up every public official because they don't have to wear your fucking lav, but you can get a shotgun mic and get a little closer, my man. Uh, they could also use poor audio as self-defense when they get called out on saying some shit by mm. citizens or watchdogs. And they can say, that's not what I said. <laughs> Listen to the audio. I said, <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. What the fuck was I thinking? Mm, not politically. <laughs> Across the Collier County line at dispensaries in Bonita Springs. You have 60 to 70 year old cancer patients going to a dispensary being educated by a guy with dreadlocks saying smoke this stuff is the dank. And that's a problem. And that's an ISO. <laughs> and you know I grabbed it. <laughs> smoke this stuff is the dank? Smoke this stuff. It's the dank. Smoke this stuff. It's the dank. Okay. I think. I thought he said as the dank. It makes no sense, but is the, it's the dank well, makes the, sense. The delivery is hilarious, no matter what he said. Being educated by a guy with dreadlocks saying, smoke this stuff, it's the dank. It's the dank. And that's a problem. The center wow, worries that racist much? could take a toll on the health benefits reported by their 20,000 or so patients in Collier County alone. 
We've documented uh, incredible results. Uh, 85% of our patients improved their quality of sleep, lower their anxiety. 67% of our patients reduced the need for prescribed medications that they want to get off of. 45% of our patients uh, reduced the need for alcohol. The bill is currently being debated in the Florida Supreme Court right now to see if it will go to a referendum next year. Regardless, Garrelay says his fight to keep medicine and recreation separate is a long haul. There's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be uh, legal action taken, and uh, we're not going to stop. Can you imagine if they had uh, medical and recreational coffee? Like some people need coffee, right? Some people need coffee to get through their day to like wake up and to function. And so that's the medical patient coffee. And then, and to get it, you have to be in a database, and we want everyone yeah, to be in a database. ID, you got to get, get a, it. a license for the medical coffee. You need to be corralled in our sty. But then, three years later, your state rolls out the recreational coffee that you can just buy, and you know, just to have fun, and you don't really need it for anything. You just kind of have it fun with it, you know. Yeah, and the guys over there wear berets, and they tell you this is the good stuff, and that's dangerous. Where <laughs> the berets? I don't know. I just grabbed a hat. <laughs> fucking dreadlock comment, dude. I know. Uh, it's like they can be like super racist just like when it suits their own individual needs, you know? Yeah. Well, I was talking about stoners, though, man. Like, uh, mm. we fucking heard what you said. Mm-hmm. We heard what you said, dog. And it's fucked up. It is. But, you know, it's just money. These medical giants don't want to give up all of the sales that they're yeah, making when people man. realize they don't have to pay a license fee to get medical anymore and stay in that dangerous database that doesn't allow them to buy firearms. They can just go buy the shit. And you still got to, if you're buying from a legal dispenser, you still got to flash the government ID and, you know, that's recorded. Well, that's what they've got going on. You know, they've, they're over there. They've got nice haircuts and they're smarter and you're <laughs> just dumb, right? Because you don't have a haircut. Yeah. So you're dumb. You don't know what the fucking drug does. We do. I want to say something too, though. Every dispensary that I've seen, it looks like a fucking Apple store. Okay. Yeah. It's not people with dreadlocks. There's no cool couch and tapestries no, it's, it's and funness going on. It's actually it's, if if like a if if a small town uh, up its own ass barista type situation like a coffee shop. A super hipster coffee shop melded with an Apple store. It's like, we've, mm-hmm. we've got kind of like barista energy mixed with like uh, slack tech energy. <laughs> slack tech. <laughs> oh, yeah, and like C-Dub says, KYC'd weed. It's horrible. Slack tech, you know, you know slack techs. Oh, I'm an expert at uh, iPhoto, iMovie, and GarageBand. Slack techs. Yeah, yeah, I do know. That's why I thought it was funny. Um, they call them geniuses, and and they yeah. don't say it with irony. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I don't know. There's a Pepsi plant not too far from the zoo in the hood, and Pepsi sold it to a big licensed cultivator, and so now it's crazy it's not a pepsi plant anymore it's a big old fucking growing weed indoors mm-hmm. cultivation station and it smells way better driving by it now than it used to oh yeah it didn't smell like anything before now it smells like or, or the dank it smells like the dank uh, it's dank and, and <laughs> some guy in dreadlocks would definitely say that <laughs> because as i drive by i say hmm, that smells good and my kids say 
Hmm, smells like a skunk. <laughs> yep, you're both right. You're both right, exactly. But, you know, it's... Ugh. I just don't like watching these big fish duke it out. It makes me want to puke. I, I don't want to buy my weed from these hipster douchebags. I don't want to show an ID right. to buy weed. That's not the way. I want to go to a farmer's market totally, and get some weed from the farmer that grew it. And I want him to tell me about it yep. and his family farm and, you know, it's nice stuff like that. Or maybe he has his own strain and came from grandpappy's weed or something. Yeah. You know, I like a, I like a story. Wholesome daydreams. By Lori and Rose. Oh, I've got some world-class daydreams, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, God. Uh, Missouri was also in the news this week as the deadline to get all of the expungements filed looms. Do you think the courts will reach it? Well, they turned to an expert to find out, and I've got another clip. Counties had a lot of work cut out for them when voters amended the Missouri Constitution to allow legal use of marijuana and to expunge or get rid of past cases. Almost a century of marijuana prohibition in the state of Missouri. So there are many, many uh, hey, hundreds I of recognize thousands, that voice. maybe even over a million uh, marijuana cases that need to be expunged. An actual weed expert, if we can call someone an expert. Hey, I hear the voice of a man who's represented me in court before. All right. <laughs> now we're talking. That need to be expunged. I wanted to ask Dan Veets specifically about this looming deadline. He's a lawyer and one of the main drivers of change around Missouri marijuana. He and the Missouri branch of Normal knew it'd be a challenging, maybe impossible deadline to meet. But we're very happy that the uh, courts across the state of Missouri have expunged, as we predicted, almost 100,000 marijuana cases. Dang, he told that's a big me number. it's the effort, the pledge to commit resources to expungement that counts, effort he didn't always see. Back in June, when the misdemeanor deadline passed, uh, there were some counties, at least a half dozen counties, who had apparently made no effort whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There were some counties who had not expunged a single case at that point. But that has changed. He says by now, every county has made an effort, committing yes. Green County specifically. Many are taking advantage of the extra funding the marijuana sales oh. brings in to hire help or pay clerks overtime to work on expungements. That's what he and others wanted to see but there is still a deadline. It would appear that there would be many counties open to litigation. There is still a possibility of litigation if those counties do not continue to make a good faith effort to comply with the Missouri Constitution. Hell yeah. So for now, we wait and see. Isn't that our favorite game to play? The old wait and see. We wait and see, but we do more than wait and see. We call and check back in too. And God yeah. bless Dan Veets, man, like sticking on them and making sure that that didn't happen, making sure, because that's the meticulousness of the guys that know what's actually going on. Like they know how many cases would be affected by this because they've already done the research. They know that we're going to, you know, pass a hundred thousand cases that could get expunged. And so then when those numbers aren't coming through, they're going to follow up with all those counties and put the pressure on. And Hey, you know, uh, in good faith, maybe some of these counties weren't even aware that they needed to start an expungement process yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the smaller counties are a little slow to the, to, uh, the news. Yeah. You know, you might have to fax them the update, <laughs> but that's the guy who's going to do it. And he's going to yeah. get on the phone and he's going to say, all right, well, you know, we noticed you haven't made any movement. 
you're on a list of these 80 counties or whatever the hell. <laughs> Made no movement. So you're going to want to start making movements. Don't make me litigate. Uh, and and that's it, too. You know, he's like, you know, we're he, looking at the calendar. We're looking at the clock. And if we got to litigate, let's litigate. Yeah, and he's the guy. We'll sue your bitch ass and make you. Exactly. Because that's what the state constitution tells you to do. Yep. Very yep. cool. Yeah. It's, and it's I, where we get a, a wholesome feel good story <laughs> behind the curtain. But <laughs> that's... Tell me about it. But I remember bringing the story of, hey, look at these counties that aren't expunging anyone. And in fact, people have filed paperwork and they're being told that they're not going to get expunged. Yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Damn, we should get Dan on and talk old war stories. That would be a fun one. Uh, Normal origin stories and stuff like that. Yeah. He was around for all that. I'll never forget when you called him in 2018 after the farm bill passed and all the, the not dispensaries, the head shops started putting bags of weed on, in the counters and stuff. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Dan, uh, what's going on here? It's like, did, I, <laughs> did I miss something? Yeah, all of a sudden they're saying it's 50 state legal. What happened? It's all right with me. <laughs> Is this hemp? Butterfly <laughs> meme. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, turns out it's all weed. Well. Imagine that. A weed. Grows like a weed. <laughs> it uh, really boggles the mind, doesn't it? Uh, for some, apparently. Seed, meat, dirt. Get some sunlight and water. <laughs> Hell, even some uh, fake lights, not even sunlight, will work. <laughs> Put it seed, in a closet. <laughs> seed, dirt, water, sun, time? That sounds like felony manufacturing to me. I don't know. Well, that's what a bunch of Ohio politicians think. They are not happy about issue two i know i talked about this last bowl but this week i've brought a clip because there is an official house bill just in time they're trying to push it through before recreational legalization rolls out this thursday and they want to repeal a bunch of stuff that the voters voted for Issue 2 goes into effect Thursday if the General Assembly doesn't step in and make any changes. And as I reported last week, such tweaks are a major priority this week for lawmakers and even Governor Mike DeWine. Republican State Senator Rob McCauley introduced the GOP Senate proposal Monday in committee. And here are the highlights. Make growing pot plants at home illegal. Raise the tax on the sale of recreational pot from 10 to 15 percent. Reduce the number of dispensaries allowed to sell the product from 350 to 230. Significantly reduce the potency available for recreational users and allow cities and townships to bar dispensaries in their jurisdictions. The proposal would also ban any public use of pot, including any use inside a vehicle. Senate Democrats don't like the proposal, saying it strays too much from issue two, approved by a 57 to 43 percent margin in November. The voters intent uh, is nowhere to be found in this what I call shell of what the voters passed. Demora appeared especially upset about the provision outlawing homegrown pot plants. Yeah. He said he was willing to lower the number now in issue two from six per person to three. No. But got nowhere. Democrats may be key in getting any changes passed, Should especially be in the House. House Minority Whip Jessica Miranda of Forest Park says House Democrats are preparing their own tweaks for consideration. In a statement, Miranda said, This massive overreach by extremists does nothing but deny <laughs> the will of the people and cause confusion for millions. Based. Yep. Yeah. You know, you could have passed a fucking weed law if you got off your duff. 
Exactly. You've had plenty of time. Go fuck yourself. The, the voters took it into their hands. They passed a law. You can call them dumb. Oh, they, their intent wasn't in the law. They, yeah, they didn't read. There. You know, they passed a cucked version of what they really wanted, and you want to cuck it even further. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It makes me so mad because we've seen it before in South Dakota, in Nebraska, where it's just the will of the voters is not allowed. Oh, yeah. They hate the will of the voters. They man. hate the people. And it's people not right. Are- the people are their main fucking target for legislation. It means that the system is not working the way it's intended to, and it's wrong for them to do this. Yep. And they're wasting our taxpaying money by doing that. Yeah. Ohioans, your taxpayer and dollars are being totally wasted on this time suck. And everybody that even considered sponsoring or co-sponsoring this piece of shit needs to be voted out because yes. they don't care about your vote or your voice. Exactly. Your will in uh, fucking Illinois. Of course, not that it's a big surprise or anything. But at this point, yeah, they wouldn't let you vote if it actually meant anything. At least that's the way it feels. It do feel like that sometimes, but uh, it wouldn't feel like that if everybody responded in that same manner. You know, if you were a fucking like mind, you paid attention, and you said, "Oh, this guy is going against my vote, so I will vote against him." Ha ha. Boom, problem solved. Yeah. Flush that toilet. Um, it reminds me of South Dakota and why a bunch of people are not interested in Christy Noem staying around. She really shot herself in the foot with the weed stuff. But anyway. Uh, yeah, she had a shot to be like an actual conservative hero, but the problem is these guys get into retard mode and they don't see all of the obvious conservative issues behind repealing prohibition. Yeah. I mean... uh, Repealing prohibition is the only way to move forward from here. It's just freedom and liberty and personal responsibility, all conservative value pillars, supposedly. But not the values of the fucking Chamber of Commerce, and that's what it's all about. It's not about conservative values and freedom for Mm. these fucking dickheads. Yeah, exactly. Which is why all the words have become meaningless, you know, conservative, liberal, all this shit. They're two sides of the same coin. and They don't mean what the word means. Right. Like you look at the word up in the dictionary and it's not not matching up with the actions. But hey, like, what what am I telling a bunch of shocked bowlers who don't know this already? No, they know, they know. And my final story for Behind the Curtain comes from down under and kind of circles back. To where we started this segment tonight. A small white pill probably isn't what comes to mind when you think of medicinal cannabis. Fuck no. This is the world first. Australia's leading the world in this. Dissolved under the tongue, the new CBD pill boasts a faster (laughs) onset of effects lasting around six hours. I can actually make it available to consumers now. What we're actually doing with this clinical trial, however, is trying to be the first in the world to approve a over-the-counter cannabis medicine. We're out to prove what anecdotally a lot of us know is that CBD has a 
know, great potential to help mild to moderate pain. A landmark phase three clinical trial is set to investigate whether the pill does provide pain relief, uh, hoping to convince regulators and the medical community. And in the patients that I deal with, I think that THC is much more effective. THC is the psychoactive compound in cannabis that gives the effect of feeling high. There's none in this tablet. It is important to know whether CBD helps patients with chronic pain. Those phase three trials have just gotten underway. But if all goes to plan, this product should be available over the counter by the start of 2025. As for the cost... Probably uh, about $60 for a month's treatment. Mm. Yeah, I could just grow a plant. It's true. <laughs> she sounded like she just did that one take while she was uh, squeaking a quick piss out in the bathroom stall. She might have been. The audio was all over the place on that media package. It's typical, these journos. They don't know how shit about audio, man. Oh, and they have tight deadlines. I did hear some audio coming in from a boost. A boost. Yeah, we had a boost before the curtain for 2,846 sats from Memes Leet. Memes, thank you. Memes 1337. He's coming in from Podverse. He says, Leet boosting the dame. These boosts are always for you. In the bowl, he says, no split is too wide if you've got the balls. Hey. Stay humble, stack sats. Based Memes Elite. That's right. Thanks for the boost. And we also just now, 27 seconds ago, according to my helipad. Uh, although I think it's been just a little bit longer. 10101 sets from C Dubs. Woohoo! Thanks, C Dubs. Big bad binary boost. He just has the celebratory man. Backslash O forward slash. You know the one. He's boosting from Boost CLI. The most sovereign way to boost. Boost from your own node. And his own baby. Yeah, he wrote it and he boosts from it. So, like, uh, that's peak sovereignty right there, C Dubs. Where is Boost After Boost? C-Dub's asking the checks. Uh, Boost After Boost is on a sabbatical. We got a postcard a couple days ago. He's having a good time. We told him, you know, take your time. Get your mind right. He'll be back fresh as new uh, in the future real soon. But we're not worried about him. You know, he just needs some time. Uh, Speaking of time, it's time for a metal moment. All right. The Rev sent me one in. Uh, well, sent you one in. Sent us one in. Sent the bowlers one in. Because we're all in this together, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to hear his latest? I would love to. You gotta hit me with a metal moment. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. While tooling around on YouTube looking for Christmas songs for this week's Metal Moment, I began to wonder whether or not Leo Maracchioli of Frog Leap Studios was going to put out a Christmas song this year. Well, he released a new one on Friday. So without further ado... Here is the master metal cover artist of YouTube, Leo Maracchioli, with this year's Christmas song, Feliz Navidad.
I love it. Ole, ole. Feliz Navidad, Rev. It's a great one. Which oh. brings up the energy, puts me in a festive mood and such. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Christmas songs when I was a kid. Oh, me too. It still is. Fleas I... on my dog. <laughs> well, I never sang it that way, but you could. Never? Uh, no, but I did hear the occasional police stop my car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Police stop my car. That's Classic. a good one. Good one. Good one. Uh, yeah, I, I love that song too. One of my favorite Christmas uh, songs in general. Christmas anthems. Well, thanks, Rev, for brightening up our moment. You can follow along with the Rev's uh, shenanigans over at nonagendasocial.com. He's at Rev Cyber Trucker over there. And uh, always having a good time with Kenny and Grogu on the road, traveling this way and that. And uh, we appreciate all that you do there, Rev. And I told, uh, I said that I would play this earlier, but. There we go. That's Official for... road karma. That's right. For all you truckers out there, keep on trucking. Uh, and especially the Rev. Very metal. Very beautiful. Uh, speaking of beautiful, all the beautiful bowlers like to call in and tell us about the very first time in a uh, participatory activity called the, 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 the first time. First time I ever. First time I ever did a thing. And we are talking about the first time you ever got something stuck in an orifice. First time you ever got something stuck in an orifice. Uh, 816-607-3663 is the number to weigh in on. And, of course, all of the standard things you can do to a phone number are valid. Texts, calls, whatever. Uh, let's hear from the bullers today. Okay, I think I have to explain at least one of the blank calls that occurred last week. Oh, yes. Yeah, it wasn't a mute button issue. It oh. was actually a problem with, uh, yeah, audio routing. Yeah, ah, so it's not mute uh, buttons, it's audio routing. What's yeah, that I guess, like? I guess, uh, that's normal for me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I'll try my Chinatown story again. Yeah. Um, since this, hopefully this time it is 
looks like all the audio uh, entries are working the way they're supposed to. But uh, sounds yeah, good. I, I actually, so I, I don't remember which one was the first time. I've actually been to three different Chinatowns. Uh, okay. I have been to the Chinatown in San Francisco because I'm from that area. So um, I don't remember. I think I'd been through it. I didn't actually like explore it or anything. It was just it was never something I, I was that interested in to do it. Um, I've also been to the Chinatown in um, in, in UK um, in in London. I, I actually I, I'm. Yes, I, I I found a great dim sum restaurant uh, on one of my business trips, and yeah, that was that was a that was the first time I had dim sum. That was a, um, yeah, I was there for three weeks for a, a work trip. This was twenty almost twenty five years ago. Good lord, I'm Good old. Lord. Um, the you know, <laughs> then there's a um, the other one I went to I think was in Montreal, um, and it was during the middle of winter, so I didn't uh, you know again you, you kind of walk you kind of walk through and drive around it and you see all the cool you know you see the cool stuff, but yeah, okay. Uh I probably one of these days I'm probably going to explore on foot or something. Um I've uh, I've certainly done my uh or, or you know, done my share of that in some of these uh, some of the trips I've done is kind of walk around the city or something if I'm, if I'm in an interesting place, but uh, uh there's lots of uh, lots of great places to to go and see and uh, you know and things to hear. Yeah, you know, we got our uh, yes, I I don't know. Yes, I was having my audio routing issues because yeah, I made some Changes to our stream here and for for Lotus Effect that stream and I've got the uh, yeah and I've got it all set up and uh, yeah I'm using I'm using Liquid Soap and everything and so now all my audio routing is a little bit different on the on the computer that I use to actually connect to the stream but uh, yeah it's, a, it's all it's all, you know, all fun of making the podcast uh, you know making making our podcast better it's, uh, you know uh, and of course there's there's more I got more podcasts now too so. Uh, you know, Lotus Effect, Coffee and Chronic. Okay, technically not mine, but uh, but I do produce it, so I guess I guess I have something to say about it. And then you know, and then occasionally funny thing about murder. But that's that's uh, yeah, you know, I keep I got I got I got many hats going on here. But uh, got a lot anyway, of irons uh, in that in fire. The bowl, in the bowl, in the bowl. Oh, routing. The caller mentioned routing, man. What it do you triggered know? Me. What do you know about audio routing? Ugh, I'm trying to figure it out. The caller mentioned the sound of Chinatown. I've got the sound of Chinatown for him. Yes. Yes. That's all. Uh, the pews are test test tokes coming in. How do you oh, like them? Oh, toke received. Yeah. C Dub sent a test test toke. Uh, although I had two pews, but only one uh, payment showing up, so I don't know what that's all about. Mm. I'm not sure. Is There's the audio some- coming through my helipad? Because I've got it pulled up on my. Ah, uh, yes, so mm. it's both of us. I'll mute mine. Mine is showing yours. So Right, whatever. okay. We had two instances of my umbral yeah. <laughs> Haley pad. You're, <laughs> okay. looking at, you're looking at it from your machine, I'm looking at it from mine. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's that hiss, too. Oh, wow. It's so much smoother now. <laughs> Put a gate on it. What are you, a fucking amateur? Hey, phone boy, thanks for calling back and giving us that... First time I ever went to Chinatown story because we love retroactive F ties. That's right. Uh, F ties never expire. That's right. Especially if you have a really good first time story. So if you're listening to an old episode and you hear somebody tell their first time I ever uh, had something stuck in an orifice, and you're like, oh, that's nothing. I got a story. You can call in still. Still works. You remember the first time you ever got something stuck in an orifice? I do. And I remember. The level of panic and cold sweat that I felt when it was stuck. And mine was a weird one. 
Oh. And they're all weird, I'm guessing. Bodies are weird. Uh, but I <laughs> was rolling a bead along my ear, like the cartilage up top, a tiny, tiny bead. It fell off of a necklace. Okay. And I was just tinkering around, just rolling around the cartilage and then on my lobe and then back up the cartilage. I don't know why. I must have been seven or eight. And then I kind of dropped it and it fucking rolled into my ear hole, my eardrum, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I panicked. Because I went to grab it with my finger, but my finger couldn't get back deep enough to grab it. I was freaked the hell out, but also knew I screwed up and I had to fix it. I wasn't going to go crying to my Nana about it. Right. Because then she'd panic, you know, potentially. There's no need for that. I didn't need to escalate it. I just needed to figure it out. Yeah. And I ended up using, and this is such a bad idea, but I used, I think, like a toothpick or something to get back in there and kind of just keep prying at it and tipping my head sideways and backwards and all sorts of different ways. I shook it around and I shook it loose and used something to wedge back there to get it out. Not smart. Not so Don't smart. Don't put things in your eardrum. No, no doubt. Now I'm deaf. Probably unrelated to that incident, though. You can get voicemails stuck in our orifice of a voicemail box, though. Oh, yes, uh, please. At 816 816- Six zero seven three six six three. I have a, a motivational tune even for you. Here's a song I got to sing about the very first time I ever did a thing. Gotta pick up the phone and let it ring, ring, ring. Tell about the time you first did a thing. Mom, Dad, I did a new thing in the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. Mm, that dorful boy might have. Gotten something stuck up in orifice at this point in time. Nah, man. He's, He's got- seven. That's when I put the f- damn bead wow, in my ear that's hole. that's a dangerous time. You're taking risks and exploring. Yeah. Uh, the text line comes in. Ooh. Saying, peanut M&M up the nose. Pretty oh, sure that's bug. standard childhood rites of passage. Mm-hmm. Shit up the nose for sure. Strike him. I will strike him. <laughs> Thank you, texter. Yeah, I never put stuff up my nose, though, when I was a kid. It really freaked me out because my Nana had some story about getting a pee up her nose. I don't know why that would end up happening. You know, I'd spent a long time thinking about stuck in an orifice. And uh, really, for me, just uh, you would have to you'd have to get into like the does it count territory. Okay. Like the suppository incident, but they stuck that in me. I didn't really get it. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it, I, it got and it's stuck meant, in there. Yeah, it's stuck in there. It does count, I would say, even though it dissolves. And I was having an asthma attack and it rushed me to the hospital. And I never, I never I, even heard of a, a suppository or knew what it was. And they didn't explain it to you, which is horrible. I think this was an f tie story for something yeah, else. Yeah, some, first time you ever had something up your butt. That's right. Which is an orifice. Yes. Uh, and so a suppository kind of got forcefully shoved up there when I was really young, five or six or something. If they would have just explained to me what was going on, like taking four seconds. Yeah. I, you know, I would have been like, okay. Uh, you got to do this. You know what? You know, nobody's ready for a pill in your butt. I don't think. <laughs> but so, a young boy. But at least let me know what's going on. A and child. It just threw me, two nurses just picked me up, threw me on the table face down and pulled my pants down and put it on up there. That's horrible. Yeah. Bullers are like, explains a lot. 
but also, and, and that's the panic ex- uh, escalation that I'm talking about that they do in Western medicine. Yes, you're having an asthma attack and you need treatment now. Hell, you needed treatment an hour ago. But take the one second to just explain things, especially when it's a child. Yeah. You're educating them. Just tell me what's about to go down. And then if I, you know, throw a fit or whatever, then it's all bets off. But like, I would have fucking. You would have just been like, oh, that's what they got to do. Appreciated an explanation is all. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I also swallowed a thumbtack once on accident, (sighs) but I feel like that doesn't really. Well. Count so much either. Your mouth is an orifice and it didn't come out. It never came out. Well, I mean, it did come out. Yeah. Oh, it it did? Yeah. Were you like chopping up your poop to oh, check for it? Fucking definitely. <laughs> How old were you when this happened? Uh, probably 16, 15. Oh, fuck. Old enough like that. to yeah. know you can't tell mom and dad. It was while we were moving out of the old place. Shit. And I was vacuuming the top floor, and I just was vacuuming and saw a thumbtack on the floor. I thought, oh, shit, you can't vacuum a thumbtack. You know, you bend over, you pick it up. I just put it uh, kind of in my teeth. <sighs> And held on to it in my teeth and continued to vacuum. Thought, you know, I'll fucking put the thumbtack and the thumbtack things after I'm done vacuuming. Standard move. Uh, and then I'm vacuuming the hallway and I kind of take a step too far backward. Uh, and I almost step backward down the basement stairs. Ooh. And I kind of like stepped in the air, flipped my arms out and grabbed the door jam. So I kept myself from falling backwards down the stairs. But I also was like, Bleh. I like yeah. yeah. I gasped in shock, and that gasp sucked the tack right down. Uh, that gasp sent the tack backwards, right to the back of my throat hole, <laughs> and it landed sharp side, you know, sharp side out. So like the dull thumb push part hit the back of my throat, <laughs> and it hitting that back of my throat instantly activated the swallow reflex, and I fucking swallowed it whole instantly. <laughs> instantly to the point where I just froze for a second and was like, (laughs) I fucking just swallowed a thumbtack whole, my man. What do I do? I consider my options, right? Uh, Tell somebody. Okay. If I tell my mom or my dad that I just swallowed a thumbtack, they're going to say one thing and one thing only. You're going to have to go to the hospital and get your stomach pumped, right? Yeah. They wouldn't fuck around with that. You swallowed a thumbtack, and I probably could protest, but they're going to be like, no, we're going to the motherfucking, we're going to check you out. You swallowed a thumbtack. So I figured that I could not tell anybody. I would just have to play it cool, wait it out, and start busting up every fucking turd until I saw it. <laughs> and it took like three days. Uh, but I was relieved because then on the fourth day I could tell the story and it was all great, you know. So I did. Yeah, then it's funny. I told them right away, and of course they were horrified. But I was like, "Ah, it's already out. It's already out. It's no big deal. Done. Sorry, sorry. Through. Took care of this. Dealt with it. Was the thumbtack at all dissolved or anything from no. your stomach acid? No, not really. Was it an all metal thumbtack with the flat back or one with like a plastic? It was push a plastic pen? push pin. Type. Yeah, it was a plastic push pin type. Blue. Blue. Blue, if you must know. Yeah. Blue. All plastic except for the pin part. And I guess it just went through there, you know, backwards. Like it was swimming like a little fishy with the sharp part being its tail. Oof. So it never felt nothing, never hurt, never did nothing bad. I wondered that, like the damage going down. But you know what? All better now. Yep. I figured if it starts to hurt, I will tell somebody 
And I can handle a being stabbed by attack, I guess. I don't know. I've stepped on him before, and it Ugh. fucking sucks, but, like, you know. The only time? There's worse pain in life to experience than just a, a little thumbtack. Yeah. You know, I'm going to add that to the first time I ever. First time I ever stepped on a thumbtack. Oof. I bet a bunch of bullers have done that. Makes a certain sound, especially those flat ones are a son of a bitch. <sighs> it's just the way it feels going in and coming out. I think pulling it out <laughs> is even less pleasant than yeah, the yeah. initial stepping on it. That's worse because you are totally in control and like experiencing the whole thing. When you step on it, you have no idea. Right. And it's over <laughs> it's in a flash. already in it's when you're like, oh flash. shit, look at this. Yeah. But pulling it out is like a slow, deliberate process. Torture. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. Ugh. Let's not do it next week. Though. No, no, no. Let's uh, let ourselves forget about it for a second. I can't believe more bowlers haven't gotten things stuck in their orifices. Well, we do have another caller. Oh, cool. Hopefully it was an orifice. What if it is peer pressure? The pressure to keep on calling back? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to keep on answering these first time uh, ever. Well, it's just your turn is all. Yeah. Oh, man. It's okay. It's just your turn, Christopher Battles. You're here, Kakaller. Maybe I should reach out to Jeff Goldblum and get some help. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he can't sleep or socialize. The first time I got something stuck in an orifice, took a long time to get out. Uh-oh. First time I remember. Uh-oh. <laughs> just had to keep on going. Plunge after plunge after plunge until it was dislodged and that toilet finally flushed. <laughs> Realizing that later it would happen again and again. Oh, no. Hours have been spent. Hours, hours of my life have been spent plunging. Oh no! Sometimes it wasn't even mine. Oh, <laughs> somebody else in the family—they were already gone. Oh, of course. I gotta call out my brother. A little dump and dash. But yeah, and then sometimes you're just praying. Don't let it overflow. Don't let it overflow. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh man, you gotta go grab those towels. <laughs> It's a tough time. Why can't they just make the pipes bigger? Yeah, why can't they? I mean, I was a growing boy. <laughs> Gotta eat those burritos. <laughs> I love burritos. But they're shaped the size of how they come out. I mean, come on. <laughs> Sir Spencer. Dame DeLorean. Christopher Battles. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. And oh, definitely. You too. In the bowl. Going behind that curtain. Well, I love you guys. We love you. Stay dangerous. Keep on plunging. <laughs> Working them plunging Even muscles. If you're in. not plunging. You can always give a hearty. Cacaw! and plunged. Whoa, he's cacawing there. <laughs> Woo. He's more uh, cacrying. Yeah. See, no, I didn't think about that. A, a non-bodily orifice, like something stuck somewhere else in some other hole. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not your anatomical property, let's say. None of your fun holes. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but first time I ever plunged a toilet, it's a good one. Well, there was a time where I got a plastic, a plastic fork tine stuck in a keyhole of a... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Of a Ford Taurus. In the ignition of a Ford Taurus. That's something stuck in an orifice, I'd say. Yeah. That, I think it counts. That might be an F-tie. Uh, first time I ever stole a car? 
<laughs> uh, what about just like first time I ever stole? No, that's too vague. Stole a car. Mm, not sure how many calls we're going to get about that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, not pressing charges, bowlers. What do you call that time frame of when it doesn't, it can't get you in trouble it's anymore? It's called the statute of limitations. Yeah, the statute of limitations applies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I don't know, maybe. Maybe a story for another bowl. Who knows? C-dubs, first time I ever shoplifted. Yes, we'd like to call, uh, <laughs> the bowlers to just incriminate themselves. Yeah. First time I ever did crimes, dog. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're right. Uh, but that made me think, like, first time I ever got caught in a lie. First time I ever... Because mm. I think all kids try lying at least once, right? Just to see if you can get away with it or live with the guilty conscience. I almost would like to spin it of, like, first time I ever had to make that call. Ooh, You know, because I, I was so fucked that I had to call my dad and tell him what I'd done. I because like I was stuck and it was over. There was no way I was going to get out of the situation without making it a hell of a lot worse. <sighs> so I just had to make that call. First time I ever made that call. Hmm. I think we should do that for next week. <laughs> just make sure it's under a thousand. Stuff, <laughs> stuffed under a thousand, buddy. Can't even go to jail for that. Mm. You said what next week? First time I ever had to make that call. Okay. Yeah. Next week, first time I ever had to make that call. What is that call? It's that call that you have to make when you know you're fucked. Well. And you don't want to make it, but you have to admit you've done something wrong and you need to come uh, get bailed out of the situation. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. You have to call somebody who you're going to let down. Somebody who's going to be incredibly disappointed in you, perhaps even angry and upset. But they're also the only person who can save you. While you're at your lowest. First time I ever had to make that call. I think that could be a fun one. I'm going to have to just take my phone and record on my shitty little phone speaker. Pops, first time he ever got something stuck in an orifice story because he's the reason why this was even an F-tie. Well, it was a big flop, Pop. And the, the dude couldn't even call in and share And he giggled when he suggested it and pointed to his nose. I know he's got a good one. Well, maybe we'll just force him to come on the show and tell it. Yeah, I would like that. A lot of people would like that. A lot of bowlers out there would love that pop. Well, maybe, you know, well, we'll figure something out. <laughs> it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Why resist it? No, just call it an oral history. Yeah. Pop, we need to do an oral history. Origin stories of me. <laughs> bowl, bowl after bowl passed down through the generations of this family. Yeah, it didn't come from nowhere, right? <laughs> the apple fell from some tree at some point. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just leaving the after I had to make that call. First time I ever had to make that call. I like it. I like it. And bowlers can make the call as to what that means. You know what it means. Right when you hear that bowler, you know exactly what it means. Yeah. You don't even have to ask, does this count? You just said, oh, shit. I had to make that call. Deep down, you know. I mean, think about Christopher Battles. He makes that call every week. Yeah. Time after time, bowl after bowl. Podcast after podcast. The hero we don't deserve. It's true. Appreciate you, bowlers, uh, for weighing in. Uh, get your calls in for next week, 816-607-3663. Of course, that wraps us up with one activity left in the barrel here. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like... Uh... Your opinion, man. No, no, no. It's not my opinion. It's a fact. Ah, fuck it, dude. 
Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Let's do it. Uh, sometimes there's 33 stories that catch my eye, only for me to immediately or sometimes later realize that they are a native ad. Oh, shit. And this first story I thought was interesting, but I want you to bear in mind that it's totally a native ad. Okay. And the headline reads like this. Newly completed Hawaiian Hindu temple opens after 33-year build. Now, during the vid and uh, all of that nonsense, and all the shutdowns and lockdowns and people uh, being scared in place and whatnot, Hawaii, I feel like, really shot themselves in the foot in the tourism department. Yeah. And now they're trying to get it back. Get it back going. And so they've got this temple, and it's open after, ding, 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 33 years, you know? Sure. It took 3.2 million pounds of granite from India, all constructed without modern tools or electricity. Ah, just like the pyramids. Just, yes, some fun facts for this experience. Um, Now, this is on the island of Kauai. I, I look at it and I my brain says kawaii, maybe, but I'm thinking the Japanese word kawaii. Yeah. You know, I've never been to Hawaii. It's a darn shame, but they haven't really given me a reason to want to go. Yeah, you can get airplanes. on an airplane. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. And uh, there's a Hindu monk that spoke to the Associated Press about their ad that they ran. And uh, they said, people often describe it as a piece or a kind of joy, or sort of divine essence, talking about the place in the forest where the temple is. It seems to be generated not only by the nature here, the land, the location, the peaceful, beautiful island, but also by the temples and the monastic community here. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it The... San Francisco ballet dancer, now known as Guru Deva. This was his idea. And he moved to the island in the 1960s. There we go. There's the signal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you feel the activation, the uh, beep, oh, beep, yeah. beep, 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 MK oh, yeah. Ultra. Mm-hmm. 60s ballet dancer, San Francisco. Jai Guru Deva. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, <laughs> shit. Nothing's going to change my world. I need to go to Hawaii. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so there's two dozen monks living there. And I think it's interesting. I've seen a temple, a monastery in Raynham, Massachusetts. And it's quite the sight to behold. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Really stands out. Mm -hmm. They got a big spire. Really, for me, you just say forest, and I'm in. And it doesn't have to be on some special island. I just want to be in the woods. Yeah. That's my spiritual retreat for sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, anyways, there's that 33 for you. Uh, Christmas is coming. It's the gift-giving season. People are looking for things to buy. They're family members of all ages. Oh, yeah. And what's a popular gift? Furbies. Yeah, yeah. They're back. And not as cool as they used to be. <laughs> now with more glitter. Oh, boy. And rainbow colors, yeah. rainbow vomit. Drag but Furbies. They probably still say, or whatever the hell they 
freaking used to say. They say, show me your butt cheeks. <laughs> they say, don't put crackers in my beak. <laughs> <laughs> I've told that story, right? <laughs> don't put what in my beak? Crackers. Oh, okay. I was having a sleepover with my best friend, and she shoved crackers into her Furby's mouth because it kept saying, hungry, hungry, or something. And she's like, here, here, take some food. And then it started smoking. <laughs> somehow the crackers went into the gears or some shit. Hmm. I don't know. It was very weird. Sounds violent. It was a little Satan-y, honestly. <laughs> I don't God think the Furby start, should have started smoking, but we had to get the Furby the hell out of there, and it did not recover. No, I. when it comes to the Christmas gift I was hinting at, I was actually thinking video games. It's a good one, right? Yeah, video. People love video games. I know. I even like look and I'm distracted. I'm like, man, maybe I should buy a video game. Yeah, and there's a company that's going to MKUltra you a little bit Uh-oh. that has a new game, and that's Bethesda. Oh, no. A game that you can really lose yourself in. Yeah. And there's a- In the music, the moment, you want it. Yeah. Obviously, pre-warned, this is also native ad, but oh, there's no. a player. Uh, I don't know if it was a beta tester or what, but they have dedicated a lot of time to this game, Starfield. So much time. That they have played it 33 times through. And do you know what they found on their 34th playthrough? Titties and beer? Mm Mm-mm. Upon reaching Constellation Headquarters to deliver the first artifact, they encountered their custom character from the initial playthrough. What? The character was fully voiced and acting like a standard NPC, but shared the same stats as during the first playthrough, engaging in conversations about their past and even joining their ship crew on their 34th playthrough. So what they're saying is, Buy this game, play forever, over and over and over and over again. You never know what you're going to discover. It'll only take 33 times to discover yourself. Found the old, (laughs) that's bullshit, but I believe it segment right there. Right. That's how I felt about it. (laughs) Like, we have this Easter egg. You can only find it after you dump uh, 8,500 gameplay hours into it. Cripes. I can't imagine. And when I play video games, I am a looty boy for sure. Yeah. I am looking in every nook and cranny, trying to find all the treasure, all the weapons, all the goods, all the side quests. They all, are mine. I will take that time to do it all. All the dialogue options, yeah. Yes. Read all of the books available. Yeah. It's ugh, a lot of hours for me to play through a game mm-hmm. once. Yeah. And then they're talking about do it 33 times and see yourself. Fuck you. Evil. Even if it's true. That's too many hours of your life gone into a screen. Evil. I got other screens I could be coding and developing things on. My favorite Matt Hoffman BMX uh, Easter egg was a secret unlockable character, the grandma. So you get the granny and she's on this bike with a basket with like a kitty in the basket and shit. Oh, yeah. You unlock her if you restart like, I don't know, 33 times or something like that. (laughs) It's like an X amount of times, but like basically the premise is you're trying to get some kind of a goal, you know? Yeah. You're in a two minute session trying to get the goal and unlock all of the stuff in the level. And so if you start off and bail, then you just restart 
And so if you restart from the menu enough times in a row, <laughs> then you get the granny. They put you as a granny. <laughs> wow. That's great. That's hilarious. There's a lot of Easter eggs in video games like that. Mm-hmm. Like one I remember offhand is in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. There's one boss that you're fighting. And of course, there's the option to not hurt or kill anyone, which is right. like the elite way to play the game. Mm-hmm. And he's very old. So what you do is you just change the time in your PlayStation to like a couple years ahead or something. Mm-hmm. And when you come back, he's dead. No. Oh. Because he aged out and died of old age. And then you just go pick up his shit. <laughs> it's wow. so weird. Yeah. And um, in Resident Evil 4, once you have finished the game once, you get a suit of armor for the president's daughter who you are tasked with protecting. So basically, then you get to replay the game just for fun. Ah, because so she's, she's not going to get murked all the damn time. No, but she takes forever to move anywhere, which sucks. <laughs> Waddling around in heavy armor. Yeah. A full knight suit of armor. It's hilarious. I like stuff with that, but 33 times to play an entire game is too many times. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, but this next guy, he's doing time. And this is a hilarious scheme. There was a group called the United States Special Police. You ever heard of them? Me neither. Nope. Anyway, they formed an LLC in 2022, which kind of already is putting some little red flags up. Seems young. Official name with an LLC. Hmm. Yeah, 2022 also. A little DBA action. Uh, they describe themselves as a private law enforcement, investigative, and protective service based in Washington, D.C. Based. Uh, they went up to law enforcement and presented themselves as investigators and agents, claiming that their unit was a part of the Department of Homeland Security. Spoiler alert, they were in no way affiliated with the U.S. government. Well, that sounds right. Shocking, I know. But here's the best part. Don't try to get them on my good side just by saying that. They were able to bribe and trick Secret service officers, including (laughs) one who is assigned to protect the current first lady Mm. into letting them, you know, learn some stuff, get in on things. And they put these secret service officers up in a $40,000 penthouse with a parking pass to a garage. They gave them iPhones. They gave them surveillance systems, which obviously they had access to all of these things. You know, they were monitoring these things. Dummies. Right, right. They gave them drones. They gave them TVs, a generator, a gun case. And then uh, the DOJ describes it as, quote, other policing tools. <laughs> Here's a bear cat. Right. Merry Christmas. That one agent that protects the first lady. One of these, uh, there was two men operating the USSP. And one of them offered to buy him a $2,000 assault rifle. Crazy. Anyway. Yeehaw. They got caught. And it might have been because... Of those meddling kids? No rent was ever paid on the penthouse. <laughs> and uh, the parking garage pass was not paid for. <laughs> which resulted in almost $700,000 in losses for the building. It's crazy how far you can get on just pure bravado and bullshit, man. That's what really jars me. 
Like, oh, here's the key to your penthouse. Nobody's paying rent on it. They're like, oh, cool. We're like guarding the president's wife and shit. But like, this is pretty dope. It is hard for me to even imagine the interaction between this con artist and the person leasing the penthouse and how they were able to finagle their way in. I mean, you had to at least put a down payment on, right? I don't know. And have some fake credit history or something? What if he just copied the key? Oh, my gosh. What if he just spoofed the key? Yeah, but how would you... Why would a penthouse be empty in D.C. of all places? Uh, Plenty of reasons, man. People, you know, foreign nationals just buy up penthouses. Yeah. Well, the name of this guy... But if the rent's not being paid, you know, that probably is a trigger. I don't want to assume things, but his... uh, Name is Ariane Taherzade. So I he's no John Smith, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? He could be a foreign national. It doesn't say he's a US citizen anywhere in the reports. All seems a little bit suspicious to me. And his partner, who was his partner? Um, he also had a difficult to pronounce name. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. This dude was sentenced because he did get caught. You know, these uh, schemes only last so long. And yeah, C-Dub's in the chat is right. The money sucks. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> oh, money, the root of all this shit. Um, he was ordered to 33 months behind bars, wouldn't you know? For impersonating a federal agent. And uh, he pled guilty to <laughs> a lot of different things. Uh, conspiracy, that's a vague thing, conspiracy. Uh, unlawful possession of a large capacity ammunition feeding device, ooh, and voyeurism. Oh. He's a bit of a voyeur. He's almost like a voyeur. Almost like a voyeur, that's what all voyeurs say. I am almost like a voyeur. Mm, I might. I have some voyeuristic tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> they never just are like, eh, I'm a voyeur. Weird. We're, yeah. I am. That's that's voyeur energy, I suppose. The almost sort of kind of. Yeah. Pretty much a voyeur. Like, oh, don't <laughs> don't mind me. Just keep going about your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretend I'm not here. Mm, if it bothers you. But if you like it, you know, look yeah. at me. <laughs> anyway. Does porn count? Educational porn. I guess when we do like the hundred thrusts, I have to count. Yeah, that seems like some voyeur energy. Uh, you want to look up the official, the official, the official definition of it? Yeah. Well, here, a person who gains sexual pleasure from watching others when they are naked or engaged in sexual activity. Isn't that just being a human? If you see someone else fucking, you're like, hmm, yeah, I, I could be fucking right now. Maybe. And then you think about fucking. Seems. Making love. <laughs> Or, ooh, ooh. Seems not like incredibly devious. On the flip side, a person who enjoys seeing the pain or distress of others, a voyeur of death. Oh, no. Uh, I don't feel that. No. That's for sure. That, Definitely not. I feel sad and uncomfortable with those mm. things. No pleasure out of others' uh, pain or distress. No. Definitely not. Although I do giggle every time the gimp gets shocked and. <laughs> You know, the green room <laughs> over there. The gimp. It tickles me because I think he likes it. The gimp signed up for where he's going. I got going on. Exactly. Oh, but this person in California did not sign up for what happened to them. Oh, the no. Grinch totally stole their Christmas. No. They were out shopping and they had just picked up 
their Christmas tree. It was all tied up nicely to their roof. And while they were doing their shopping, someone came along in a nice gas-guzzling white SUV, totally prepared to steal that tree off of their roof. And steal it, they did. It was very quick. There's, you know, probably horrible ads, but I I posted a link to the NBC article there because there's a video. I mean, you're on surveillance. You're in a parking lot. There's surveillance cameras all over the place. Brazen. You don't have a right to privacy these days. And, uh, man, it's just such an expensive-looking SUV that it really pisses me off that they went and stole someone's tree off their roof. You know, just go buy your own damn tree. I know. They're saying, and I do mean they, like, who knows who, but I have heard through the grapevine probably coming from the mainstream media that there's a Christmas tree shortage. Oh, everything's got to be a shortage now. Yeah, because you got to go buy more, obviously. Bingo. Boost the industry and uh, put some money. Why don't you buy some pine tree stocks? I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, you just got to plant some yourself. Short, anyway. <laughs> short big pine. <laughs> big pine is up to it again. Hell, the guy driving the SUV could be a guy that works for Big Pine. Yeah, he just stole it so that it could be sold again. Exactly. Because that's what that family's going to have to do. Uh, You got to lock up your trees, all your goodies, you know? You think your presents are nice and safe under that tree? No. The Grinch is out to go get him and steal that Turbo Man for his own kid. Well, anyway, I I thought that was horrible. I don't like watching that. Yeah, me neither. Just nasty. You know, you're just taking someone else's joy away from them. And what does that do? Do you really get joy from that tree after doing it? You didn't pick it out with your family. It's not special or significant to you in any way. Just stole it. Ah, I have a conscience, and it would definitely weigh on me if I did that to someone. (laughs) So I don't even consider it. Oh, here's a weird story, though, that I have never considered in my imagination at all. A man in Vietnam had migraines for five months. So he thought to himself, you know, I should probably go get this checked out. They're pretty bad. Yeah. I can't live like this anymore. So he went to the hospital and, you know, the doctors thought, well, it could be a neurological condition. So they sent him in for a CT scan. What they found was a pair of chopsticks in his brain. That's an echoey gutter ball. I thought it was a gutter for each chopstick. (laughs) The chopstick gets louder the second time. He was totally shocked to find out that he had chopsticks in his brain. Yeah, I would be at least a little bit concerned. And then... For five months, I guess, huh? He remembered. Oh, no. He got into a fight with someone when he was very, very drunk. And he remembered being stabbed in the face with an unknown object. Yeah, I guess that... Whoever he was fighting decided to take some chopsticks and shove them up his nose right into his brain. Holy shit. I don't know. It sounds like bullshit to me, but whatever. (laughs) The miracles of Chinese medicine, man. The surgeons were able to successfully remove the chopsticks, and he has been released in stable condition. Insane in the membrane. Here's for a happy ending. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this next story. It's kind of crazy. Uh, a 90-year-old woman was brought to the hospital having a lot of issues. And at some point, uh, they pronounced her dead. 
<laughs> Sorry, old lady. She's ninety oh, wow. years. Ninety years young. That escalated quickly. Yeah. Well, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just were like, you know what? She was here. Now she's dead. It's just weird. They talked the chicks into it. They said she died of a UTI, so they put her body in a body bag for preservation and sent her to the morgue. You know, they didn't call her family and say, "Hey, you know, come see Nan Nan." No, just sent her to the morgue. Anyway, a worker opened up the body bag. And they thought, hmm, her body is still kind of warm. And then they lifted her arm and it fell, which a dead body's not supposed to do. It should be all rigor mortis-like. Oh, no. Yeah. So she spent two hours in a body bag, almost suffocating to death when she was actually alive. And then you know what they had to do? Send her back to the hospital. Good God, what a fucking And she was nightmare. obviously in horrible condition at this point. She was already in horrible condition presenting to the hospital. Right. Now she's in worse condition, which is honestly hard to believe, but not really, because this is hospitals we're talking about. True. And this is in Brazil. Oh, boy. Uh, But still, uh, trust no hospital. So she was pronounced dead again Monday. <laughs> oh, man. In this time... She didn't wake up or anything, <laughs> and her body wasn't warm. Um, but her loved ones are pissed off because, once again, they just took her body and sent it right to the morgue. And then, you know, called her family and said, hey, sorry, Gam Gam passed away. This time, her death certificate says septic shock. Mm. Well, so is that from not receiving medical treatment in time, you motherfuckers? You know, for being sent to the morgue and back and being almost suffocated in a body bag? Only the nice die twice. I guess. And the family is now planning to sue the hospital for neglect, which I stand behind them. I think they have every right to do that. This is total bull. It should happen to no one. Horrible. Horrible. Unbelievable. Exactly. I have another story that's kind of unbelievable. It's so juicy. Uh, And the Associated Press came out with this one. There was (laughs) a chief of staff for Paraguay's Agriculture Ministry. Now former chief of staff. Uh-oh. Wink, wink. Arnaldo Chamorro. <laughs> and he signed a proclamation with the United States of Kailasa. Kielbasa? Hmm, Kailasa. Close, right? <laughs> okay. Now, the United States of Kailasa has also signed agreements with the UN... And um, they are a sister city with Newark, New Jersey. The United States is a sister city of Colossa. The United Newark, New Jersey is a sister city to the United States of Kailasa. Okay, gotcha. But here's the problem, mm-hmm. and you might already kind of be onto this. It's a fake place. It's a fake place. Yeah, it sounds made fake. up <laughs> by a fugitive. Indian guru wanted on multiple criminal charges. All right, I'm in. And, as previously mentioned, they have duped multiple governments around the world into phony agreements with the United States of Kailasa. My friends, my bowlers, did you Google it? (laughs) Did you open an encyclopedia if you're that fucking old? I don't know, like... I had never heard of it, and the first thing I would think is, hmm, I've never heard of that place. I wonder where it's at. 
Oh, it's not real. Wow. Shocker. <laughs> this guy's a scammer. You know, you had me at the United States of anything at all. Exactly. I had never heard of other United States. Nothing comes to mind right away. Yeah, well. There's a United Kingdom. There are some Arab Emirates that have united. And it just reminds me of the, the U.S. SP people, those two guys that were able to get in with, you know, Secret Service. Uh, people just go, oh, okay. I guess people are really gullible. <laughs> what am I going to call the old Indian man a liar? That's racist. <sighs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Verify, verify, verify. In South Africa, there's still malls. And in one of the malls, they have a giant aquarium with mermaids in it. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, I've never been to a mall with a mermaid. I'm a little jealous. We don't have that many malls left, I feel like. They are just disappearing. And you know what? This mermaid almost done disappeared, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Someone caught it on video, luckily. Because it's actually kind of like a great magic trick in the end. <laughs> so this mermaid is swimming around at the bottom of the aquarium, aquarium, waving to kids and people are looking at her, blowing a kiss. And then she decides to swim up to, you know, maybe get some fresh air or something. Got to do it every but once in a while. her tail got stuck in this artificial reef at the bottom of the aquarium. You know, I don't know why... You would need artificial reef around mermaids. It seems kind of dangerous at this point with her tail getting stuck like that. And in the flash of an instant, uh-oh, she was able to just, like a lizard, like a salamander, yep. lose her tail and get to the top to catch that breath of fresh air. And lucky for her, those legs that came out of her tail had pants on them. I didn't know what to expect when I started watching the video, you know? That's kind of actually a bummer. <laughs> it's a total bummer, but, you know, for her, she's probably relieved. She might not be a, a voyeur or the opposite of that, someone that gets off on people watching An exhibitionist. Them. An exhibitionist, yeah. yeah. Even though she's a mermaid, which kind of seems like well, something an exhibitionist would see, do. See, I have my doubts when looking at the replay that she is really a mermaid. Wow. Maybe mermaids are like skinks when you grab the skink's skinks. tail. Yeah, mermaid. That's what it was. You grab the tail and they can like eject it and grow human legs yes. real fast. Yes. Now. Maybe this was just unknown previously. She was there by herself. So she's lucky that she was able to think quick and adapt and have that evolution, you know? Yeah. To just have legs and be good and get up to the top for that oxygen that she needed. Maybe Ursula's down there in that coral helping a bitch out real quick. Well, when she was interviewed, she mentioned that a merman in that same tank had the same thing happen to him where his tail got stuck in that stupid fake reef. Yeah. Uh, but there was another mer person in there with him to set him free. Uh, grab the tail. Yeah, she wasn't so lucky. She lost her tail. Looked painful. Well, I'd, I would imagine that those suits are made to be able to get out of in a situation like that. It was really fast. It was a quick costume change. Yeah. And probably why she wears pants under the thing. Also, it's it's very tough to do, but if you can uh, kind of have the mental strength to not react, you'll have some extra time there. But the panic... Yeah. The panic really dramatically increases the need for oxygen. <laughs> and it's like when, right away. when you almost stepped back off 
into the basement stairs and fell down the stairs and you yep. gasped and just swallowed the tack. Sometimes uh-huh. you just react. Yeah, you have that instinct kicked in. Yeah. Not helpful. No. Sometimes. I know I know something I would like to kick. No. These stray dogs in this next story. And I love dogs. <laughs> okay. But uh, these dogs have caused almost $350,000 in damages. That's too much. It's way too much. I mean, dogs are man's best friend, but that is a lot of money. And I think that kind of uh, damage could really strain any relationship. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're right. So what's happening is in Houston, Texas, there is a car dealership where five dogs, or no, I'm sorry, it looks like maybe two or three dogs, keep sneaking onto the lot, causing damage to the cars. These are fine, fine vehicles. Are these like those dogs that just randomly will rip bumpers off cars? Yes. I've seen videos of this happening. It's like phenomenal. It's always street dogs doing this. Okay, so... When I saw mm, dogs damaging cars at a dealership, I'm thinking they peed on the tires, maybe chewed a little rubber. No. Maybe scratched it by jumping up on it. Yeah, these guys are ripping the bumpers off. They all go up like methodically and rip it apart. Dude. Like they know what they're up to. It's insane. I've seen videos of this. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's strays, allegedly, which, yeah, yeah, street dogs, man. Street dogs, dude. Street dogs, street dogs. You got to shoot them. They're out of control. <laughs> yeah, they They're are. Out of control. They're a menace to society. <laughs> Three times they went on to this one lot in November. Damn. Just fucking shit up. Ripping bumpers off. Five cars. Crazy. It is crazy. And there's a, there's a fence around the perimeter and there's a very narrow gap. And these big dogs have just squeezed right in there. Just to get those bumpers, those tasty, tasty bumpers. Just blowing off steam. I guess. They know what they're doing is fucked up. They just do it anyway to make a statement. <sighs> Street dogs. Yeah, it's no bueno. I I don't know. I don't see many uh, street dogs around here, luckily. I wouldn't like to run into one. They wouldn't be happy to run into me either, let me tell you that. No. I don't take chances. <laughs> it can get awkward. Yeah. And my final story for the Lance tonight is definitely awkward because a defense attorney in Ohio was just suspended by the Supreme Court for uh, something that he did in 2021. Uh Uh-oh, what was that? He threw a Pringles can across the parking lot of a crime victim advocacy center, and the Pringles can was filled with his own poop. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Now, this attorney said that he wasn't targeting anyone and that he has a habit of placing his waste in Pringles cans and randomly throwing them from his car as he travels down the road. He says it's how he blows off steam. It's got to stop. And that he enjoys imagining. See, this is where I'm like, this is a fetish. He gets off on this. This is a kink. Yeah. He enjoys imagining the look of surprise on the faces of anyone who finds the Pringles can. And, uh, yeah, he admitted to throwing poop-filled Pringles cans from his car at least ten times in various locations. He's got to be stopped. (laughs) This is an acceptable behavior. Hey, guy with the Pringles can poop. No, don't do that. You get another one. It's incredible. 
He previously pled guilty to minor misdemeanor charges of disorderly conduct and littering, which hmm, kind of sounds like the Pringle scan getting thrown. Yeah, yeah. And yet, he was a defense attorney. He still, you know, got there. Oh, my God. Uh, they're not sending their best, are they? Yeah. Some people are just, uh, some people need help. But we made it through another one. Against all odds, despite our best efforts. We have arrived at the end. Yet again, another Tuesday, another bowl in the books. Thanks for hanging out. Riding with us. Come ride again on Friday evening. We're going to have Micah Rock and Roll in the bowl. That'll be a good time. He's introducing his brand new comic book, Orange Flavor. Get a little preview for the fun. Over at orangeflavor.fun. You gotta use the www apparently. www.orangeflavor.fun for a fun little preview of what's gonna come on Friday. And of course, we'll be back at it next Tuesday and every other Tuesday that you can think of. Right here at stream.bowlafterbowl.com and on the No Agenda stream after DH Unplugged. Throughout it all, I pledge to remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll always be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. baby once he's nice and wet come on boy love the strip joints you want some cookies try a taste You know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. What's going on? And I want a non-gay explanation. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowlafterbowl.com.